not like Jensen Ackles at all. I do not like him. I don't like him. You don't? I don't. And I have not since Supernatural. I never really had empathy for Dean Winchester too much. Um, well, obviously, Dean, Dean Winchester is who he is in the in the show, and I get how some people could just feel that way about Dean Winchester. I get this vibe from Jensen Ackles, and I've said this before on this show. Oh, you're he, talking about Jensen himself, himself, not the Jensen. Dean. Yeah, not I Dean. Say because you love Dean. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't love Dean because I don't love Jensen. Uh, I, I don't. I do not. I don't like anything that Jensen does because something about him. Uh, this is just me, and I don't know why I feel this way, honestly. But I get vibes from certain people. And I've been right a lot of the times in my pre, I don't know, just my uh, my assumptions of somebody right off the bat. If I get this bad vibe, I've usually been right. I do not think he's a good person at all. I think he's an actor and he's very great at it. Death Holler Podcast. Okay, let's roll into it. let's roll into our uh, our pick show our fa- our favorite Halloween picks. All righty, welcome back to Death Holler. I'm your host, the Reverend Doctor Death, and joining me as always, my co-host La Urena, and we're these are our best of the rest picks, as it were, the best of the worst, uh, uh, you know, or in other words, or maybe the best of the best, depending upon. Since Reina thought that the first one was just okay, so but, you know. <laughs> Uh, I will be going second because I'm fairly sure that that's, it's going to be, we're going to have different choices here, but, uh, uh, Raina, take it, you Raina, take it away and let's, uh, tell us, uh, what, what your, uh, best of the, the Halloween films are best of the rest, best of the rest or best of the worst. Well, I have notes outlined identical <laughs> to how you outline your notes. So I went full blown with this one. Um, and it was a tough choice for me because I think there was one that is before this one that was good for a different reason, but you'll understand my reasons for making it my my top pick for what I think is the best Halloween film in the series of the, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 13 films, 12? Uh, it's somewhere like that. I didn't keep track of how many. Let's see, there's six. Uh, then there's, uh, I mean, if you, three's not technically, but still it's a Halloween movie. Uh, there's H2O that's seven. There's two Rob Zombies. That's nine. Uh, then there's the, uh, David Gordon Green. So what does that make that, uh, 12? Yeah. Yeah. 12. 12. Okay. Uh, and we are going to do our also rans, meaning our second runners up. So we're not going to go into depth about them. Just mention why you like them and you know what they are. So, yeah. And there may, I hate to inform you that there may or may not be debate on why he thinks his film is the best or why I think my film is the best because, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if our, our films are even close to each other. So, Without further ado, the film that I picked as my favorite Halloween film was Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills. Wow. Uh, it was not that. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I for sure did not pick that. 
I like this choice because it's not my it's not one of my also rands either. Even though I, I like this movie, mm-hmm. uh, it's not one of my also rands. So this is uh, this is completely out of my what I've got wow. on the docket. I thought we would be close, um, and I'm going to get into <laughs> a little bit later because it's not going to be a surprise why I like this film. In my opinion, it's not going to be a surprise. But because Michael Myers is basically Jason in this movie, <laughs> and it's fucking and it's fucking cool. It really is. Uh, there's a scene. We'll get to it. Tagline: Face your fate. You know, it's clear. It's uh, to the point. Yeah. yeah okay. I mean, that's what she, that's what she's doing now. Granted, I think in 2018, she was facing her fate. So I feel like this, this tagline is a little too little too late, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a movie past. Yes. Directed by David Gordon Green, who also directed Halloween 2018, which we've kind of been discussing here and there, which I thought would probably be in your favorites. Um, We'll get into that later. Um, Because when you tell me what your favorite is, Um, (laughs) written by John Carpenter, Deborah Hill, and Jeff Fradley. Music by John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies. And I did not look, but Cody Carpenter, is that that his son? That is his son, and John Carpenter, uh, I mean, the music in the news, the the three that came out recently, is fucking awesome. Ooh. the, those two really did a good job. Yes. Like, I mean. Music and, is superb in 2018 in Kills and Ends. Well, yes. I don't know about Ends so much, but it's, it wasn't terrible. So we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> uh, box office. Now, I don't know how you pull your box office. I pulled U.S., Canada, and worldwide. So U.S. and Canada, it was 92. Oh, excuse me. Box office budget. First of all, the budget was $20 million. Box office was 92 Point one million? I don't think I got that right. Ninety-two million-ish. Uh, worldwide it was one hundred and thirty-three point four million. Okay, that's that's pretty good profits worldwide. Yes, I, yeah, I, I basically do total gross okay. whenever I'm picking them. So yeah, yeah. Um, principal players. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but you'll recognize some of these people. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Lori Strode. She's our final girl. Uh, Judy Greer plays her daughter, Karen Nelson. Uh, I didn't pull other films that these people have been in. I just... uh, Judy Greer is fam- is most famous for being the voice of uh, Carol, the uh, psychotic, likes to be choked uh, se- for sexual purposes, uh, secretary on Archer. That's what she's oh primarily my known God. for. Oh, my God. I love her. She, yeah, she's, she's basically like... Uh, uh, she talks to like there, there's a TikTok girl that like does a really good cosplay of her. And, uh, she's always playing like some of the lines and they're so psychotic. Like some of the stuff Carol says, like, uh, she can't, uh, she can't have knitting needles because, uh, they wasn't allowed back on the floor whenever she was, uh, you know, like kept in the mental institution, like that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> she was in jawbreaker. I do remember her face in that. And I do also remember her in 13 going on 30. <clears throat> she's been so she's been in a few uh decent films <clears throat> excuse me andy she was also in um i didn't mean to interrupt you but she was also in arrested development she played the uh not very attractive uh secretary love you know but secret lover of like the the bloom family's like the like older like the dad of the family like 
You know, that's that's one he was sleeping with. Uh, Kitty, I think, was her name in that one. Interesting, because so. she's not exactly ugly, but um... no, she isn't. But they they uglified her. They they okay. like she was like frizzy hair. Okay, uh, her eyes. I mean, really thick glasses. Her eyes looked like they were bug eyed. Like it was. Yeah, they they made her ugly. So. Uh, and if I didn't mention already, uh, Judy Greer does play Karen, who is Lori's daughter, and she is for sure a Karen in this film. Yeah, she she's a Karen in the first film too. Like yeah, I mean, well, yeah, twenty eighteen again. This is the this is between twenty eighteen and Halloween end. So I picked the one in the middle, is where I went. Um, Andy Matichak. I have Matichak looks like that's yeah. how that's pronounced. Yeah. As Ellison Nelson, that's Karen's daughter and Laurie Strode's granddaughter. Um, I've seen her in some other stuff since this or around this. So she, she's in she's in the horror realm now. Like she's starting to do more stuff. I think. Yeah. Um, Will Patton, he was a face that I recognized almost immediately. He plays Frank Hawkins. Um, you can catch Will Patton. He's been in The Forever Purge, which you and I have discussed previously. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, was, he usually plays bad guys in yeah. a lot of movies. Uh, uh, he played the bad guy. That's what it was. He played the bad guy in the uh, CW um, uh, Swamp Thing. He oh, was shit. the bad guy in that one, yeah. Uh, you can also catch him in Halloween Ends, so he continues his role as Hawkins in that. Uh, he was in Armageddon, Gone in 60 Seconds, The Punisher. He's been in a lot of films. Ooh, The Mothman Prophecies, too. So he's got some horror under his belt, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Mann portrays a younger version of Frank Hawkins. Uh, that's I love that scene. That Yeah. That, they, they, I heard they actually wanted to make this entire movie like an alternate Halloween two, meaning it was set back in the the same night that seventy eight occurred, you know. But like the the after effects, but like they couldn't get the they couldn't get the budget to do like the de aging and all that. Yeah. So that's why they've just got that short scene uh, that goes back to seventy eight and like links the movies. It was short, but it was effective. Uh, and the guy that they got play Loomis, I mean, it looks good. Oh my the way that god! They it. Uh, I guess for him, all they did was like a a little bit of a prosthetic on his nose and a little bit of makeup. Yeah, and then they it, had it another looked- guy do his voice, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> no, he did not have a Winnie the Pooh voice in this one. Not even for his small scene. Um, the Winnie the Pooh voice is primarily from part four on. Like yeah. that's when it really got bad. So. Yeah, and he he Pooh bears it up for sure. Um, let me see. Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle, Lindsay's friend and one of the children Lori babysat in 1978. He was previously portrayed by um, Brian Andrews in the 1978 original and by Paul Rudd, which I know there's some trivia, but they did try to get Paul Rudd to come back in. He was he was busy filming uh, Ghostbusters uh, after yes. life or whatever. And we respect the fuck out of that. So uh, he's gonna he's gonna get that dick. That dick. <laughs> Uh, you skipped one, though, that Jacob Keohan or whatever as Tobias. You skipped that one. Where the fuck is that at? It's right above Anthony Michael Hall. You got it on your notes there. It's not on my notes anymore. Uh, that's strange. You yeah. got Jacob Keohan as Tobias, a deputy who is Frank Hawk's partner, Hawkins Parker partner in 1978, and the first person to unmask Michael Myers. I did see that, and it's not here anymore. Okay, that's, well, that's interesting. Fucking weird. Um, okay. Right. Oh, sorry. Uh, who else do I have here? Robert Longstreet as Lonnie Elam. 
Cameron's father, who bullied Tommy Doyle as a child, but now is his best friend. And was previously portrayed by Brent LePage in 1978. Uh, I don't know that. Well, I do. Okay, there's a few people I'm kind of skipping, but I kind of wanted to jump to this. There was one, two, only two people. I thought there was five people in this one, four or five people that play The Shape, a.k.a. Michael Myers. Uh, that's James, Jude, Courtney, and Nick Castle. So Nick Castle is back in this film. He plays Michael in the 78 yes. throwback, I think. Which I thought you said that that was just a scene that they ended up not using. Or was that in the 2018 film? Uh, 20, Maybe 2018 because he's definitely listed as uh, credit in uh, Kills as being the shape. So Yeah. Uh, and James Jude Courtney is like the older guy who's, uh, I mean, actually he's a pretty damn good Michael. Like, I mean, uh, in 2018 version, like, I mean, he's very like, I mean, and well in this one too, like he's a force of nature. Like he does a good job portraying the character. Yeah. Um, we got some oldies, but goodies in here. We got Charles Cyphers as Lee Brackett, Haddonfield's former sheriff who lost his daughter in the 1978 killing spree and pursued Michael alongside Samuel Loomis. Cyphers reprises his role from the 1978 original and the now ignored 1981 sequel Halloween two, <laughs> which we just discussed. Hell yeah. Ignore that movie. Uh, Brackett sees his daughter's corpse and is, is still used in this film. Um, Nancy Stevens as Marion Chambers, the retired former assistant to Dr. Samuel Loomis. Stevens reprises her role from the 1978 original film uh, and, mm-hmm. now, and now ignored sequels, Halloween 2 and Halloween H2O 20 years later. Uh, yeah, she, I'll, yeah, I couldn't figure out who that lady was, but that's who she, yeah. she's the lady at the beginning of H2O that's, that somehow like got the, all the paperwork on Michael and Laurie and that's whenever he breaks into the house and kills her. That's yeah. who she is. Okay. And uh, last but definitely not least on my list, uh, Kyle Richards as Lindsay Wallace, Tommy's friend and one of the children Lori babysat in 1978. Richards reprises her role from the 1978 film. She grew up. She She grew grew up up. right. Yeah, grew up tall. She grew up right. Uh, (laughs) My synopsis isn't going to be as fun as yours, but the nightmare isn't over as unstoppable killer Michael Myers escapes from Lori Strode's trap to continue his ritual bloodbath. Injured and taken to the hospital, Lori reunites with Tommy Doyle, the boy who she was babysitting, on the night Michael began his reign of terror. As Lori continues to fight through the pain, Tommy leads an angry mob of vigilantes to rise up against Michael Myers and destroy the evil once and for all. The air's getting chill, Michael's getting ill, and for the town of Haddonfield, Halloween kills. Evil dies tonight. (laughs) Uh, Which I have some trivia on that, so... Um, body count. I'm going to go through this very quickly. Uh, a respectable, yeah, there's a lot of people. In this there's a lot of people. We have a respectable, a beautiful, a shiny and brand new 26. Uh, we got Pete McCabe. He's shot in the neck, uh, by Frank Hawkins. That's in the flashback. So that mm-hmm. was his, uh, that was his partner. And Ooh, that was, that was a very good and touching scene. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tom Bentley. Not sure who that is. Uh, and these are all by Michael Myers. Uh, I'll tell you if it's not. He was bludgeoned in the face with a Halligan bar. Is that how you pronounce that? Uh, I, something like that. Yeah, it's uh, basically it's a crowbar mixed with a uh, 
with like a like an axe. Okay, it's thank you. You know, I because I thought it was an axe. So I'm like, what the fuck is a Halligan bar? I am a California girly. Okay, it's it's a, a tool that firefighters use. And the only reason I know that is because it's one of the tools that you can pick from the fire stations on. Um, uh, it's a zombie game that's on Xbox or whatever. I played the shit out of it. I'm just not coming. It's like not coming to my mind. But anyways, you go to the fire departments and you pick one of those Halligan tools up, and it's it's an okay tool like in yeah. that game to kill zombies with. So. Okay. Um, firefighter number two, three, four, and five were either bludgeoned or stabbed with this Halligan bar. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's beautiful. <laughs> It works. Uh, firefighter number six. Oh, no, this one was real good. He was sliced through the chest with a circular saw that he was trying to use on Michael Myers, and Michael managed to flip it. He put his game down, flipped it, and reversed it on him, okay? <laughs> and the firefighter killed himself with his own circular saw. Um, firefighter number five or, uh, oh, five additional firefighters, excuse me. That's just how they're listed. We're killed. That's it. <laughs> just uh, well in a quick montage like just slicing yeah dots. and it says it wasn't on screen so we just assumed that they were dead honestly with those so most of these are yeah. on screen um phil dickerson <laughs> phil dickerson <laughs> um his neck was impaled on glass and stabbed in the back with multiple knives he was like he was pinned to a table with knives while his fucking white wife watched brutal loved it yeah <laughs> Uh, somebody named Dennis, he was just killed. Uh, and that was off screen. So we don't, we don't care. Uh, Marion Chambers, uh, stabbed four times in the chest while she's trying to tell Michael Myers with the gun. Hey, Michael, this is for Dr. Loomis and no gun, no bullets in the gun. Cause she decided to shoot out every fucking window in that car before she actually hit a target. Oh, I remember that scene. Yeah, she's like shooting everything but him. Yeah, yeah so that really sucked. Um, Marcus Wilson, uh, one of the, uh, what I thought was going to be a main character, he got stabbed in the eye, uh, and that was good. That looked so good. That looked so real, and the way he died, I think he did a great job. That was in the backseat of the car after Marion got fucking wrecked. So, okay, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, is the uh, the African-American gentleman, if you will. The, the doctor, as it yes. were. Yes. Yeah, the one who kept losing his fucking stethoscope. And he's actually in the first movie when you're there's a scene where Michael's going through the town at night and uh he he sees the doctor and his wife getting ready to go out for the night and he stops and watches them. Oh yeah. And some kids and some kids from another nearby house distract him. I do remember that. Yeah, and he fucking forgot his stethoscope in that scene too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. He had to yeah. go back in the car. I thought she was gonna get racked too. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Uh, Vanessa so, Wilson, his wife, the hot nurse, uh, the door got kicked under the gun that she was aiming at Michael, turned it on her, and she immediately shoots. It looked good. They they did oh, that, that scene. That's a very bloody and pulpy scene. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty good. They did, that was so good because it was so fast, uh, and you can tell that she's never really had a gun before, although there would have been a lot more recoil on that specific gun with that small little girl. I'm just saying. There's no way she could have held it out extended like that. That's true. Uh, in the, well, she wasn't wearing heels at the time, but there would have been a lot more recoil. But, yeah, he kicks the door open. It hits the gun just perfectly. She appears to not have a lot of experience with the gun. Uh, she shoots herself in the face. It was good. I loved it. <laughs> I don't know if that's one of my favorite kills or not. Uh, it's up there. Uh, Big John stabbed in the armpit and eyes gouged out. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, little John stabbed in the chest and neck. I mean, we're just getting into the basic stuff. But that was off screen, so... 
Uh, and we got to mention this is a Mad TV uh, alum uh, that played Stuart Stewie. on Mad TV. Let me uh, do it. No. Yeah. No, let me do it. No. You could have voiced Loomis. <laughs> he could have, I guess. Uh, Anthony Tavoli jumped out of the hospital window. That was sad because this was he, uh, the fat, dumpy guy that yeah. was a mental patient that everybody thought was Michael. That's one when the people have contention with this movie, they have contention with that character because they're like nobody could look at him and assume he was Michael. But the point of the movie is, is that with mob mentality, it doesn't matter if. I mean, if they look like it or not, you're amped to want to kill, uh, you know, or just to, you're, to go along with the crowd. And there's some politics in that, and there's some and, and ones that we personally would get annoyed with from David Gordon Green's side. But just in general, mobs do operate that way because yes. back in the you know the Wild West, that was the reason why you know the local town sheriffs had to try to keep the mobs at bay because it, before the person even had time for a trial, they were just willing to hang them and be done with it. You know, yeah. so um, and at this point, he is being protected by Allison. She is trying to make sure he doesn't you know get killed, and she did her best. Uh, I feel like if somebody's blocking locked doors before a mob goes crazy and tries to go at her, there's going to be at least one person in the crowd that's like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, and maybe she would have just been like Loomis and been like, oh my God, I, th there's someone else. It's the other person. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Halloween. Just started spewing a bunch of nonsense and then they would have just went past her and fucking tried to kill this guy. Um, now, I, I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, I think I've discussed it with Cody and like one of the things he hates about this particular thing is that it's like David Gordon Green's trying to say that mobs are bad. And he's like, and his point is it's like who the fuck was arguing that mobs were a good thing. And I can't disagree with yeah. that statement. 100%. But, uh, but again, David Gordon Green was going along with stuff that he saw going on around the time. Yes. Um, he, uh, I would argue that it would apply to both sides of the political party, but David Gordon Green was trying to side with a, say that the people with the red hats yes. were a little bit on the mob side. Oh, you know? so okay. Well, well, that's that's that's, a... that, that's where he was coming from. I'm just throwing that out there. That's not how uh, I see I, it. <laughs> I would argue that the Summer of Love, when certain people were burning down cities mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with you know their particular issues, uh, that was also mob mentality, but he conveniently left that out of the argument. Oh, yeah. So. No. Uh, let me see. What else do we have? So he, yeah, Anthony Tavoli, which is the, uh, he he was a mental patient. He jumped out of the hospital window. Uh, let me see. Lonnie Elam, uh, he was mangled by Michael Myers, not on screen. Boo. Uh, Cameron Elam, stabbed twice in the stomach and neck broken. Michael Myers loves to break a neck. Mm -hmm. Lee Brackett, throat slashed. Um, but he, I don't, I don't, do we spoil? We spoil. He didn't die. Um, did Brackett die? I don't think Brackett died. I thought Sheriff Brackett did die in that movie. Like, I thought that that was like, I mean, he came back, Charles Cyphers played the character again, and he actually, he died. In Maybe it is Brackett. Which, which, which cop am I thinking that didn't die? Hawkins. Hawkins, Hawkins is the one that, is the one that okay. Yes. Okay. Um, let me see. Mob member number one, number two, number three, number four, number five. They got slashed in one way or another. Throat, stabbed. Uh, fucking whatever they they got slashed, uh, and Tommy Doyle, 
little Tommy Doyle. He was part of the mob. Uh, he was stabbed in the chest and bludgeoned with a bat. And then whatever shards were left of that bat was shoved into his chest as well. So, mm-hmm. yep. So that was Please our one. 20. Please one more person. Oh, one more person. Karen Nelson. <laughs> the dumbest death. Uh, Karen Nelson was stabbed nine times. I don't know if there's any significance to that number. Uh, she was stabbed nine times on screen by Michael Myers when she decided it was a good idea to uh, go up into the Myers house because she saw a child version of Michael Myers and went to investigate. And then, as I stated, I put three to four firemen, not counted. That is incorrect. On my notes, uh, there was five firemen that were... Uh, Slashed off screen. My favorite quote unquote kill, but it's retconned and ends that it wasn't a kill, is the lady who has the the halogen ball yes. like shoved in her throat. Yes, it was retconned. I noticed that too. Uh I mean, you never actually see her die. She was breathing the whole time, but to survive what she went through, I don't see that. Is she related I, to Michael I, Myers? Is she part of the fucking <laughs> she's that or she's one of the core four from the scream movies yeah uh, you know that somehow survived like getting stabbed 17 times and still alive yeah whatever. at least they had her in a fucking wheelchair though she wasn't like up fucking actually trying to chase down michael though who That's is true. pushing her around during an angry mob you know i guess it wasn't <laughs> an angry mob it was taking him to go to the wood chipper so i guess that makes sense yeah that's what they were doing yeah uh other taglines used in this film evil dies tonight uh which by the way they used it exactly 29 times. I believe in just this film alone. <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Um, oh, God. This, I like how I typed this out so terribly. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode isn't over. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm good. You can't kill the boogeyman, which I like that one. I'm not going to lie. It's hard, it's hard to stop a train. Yeah. More of the night evil came home 40 years later. Too much. That's too too much. much. (laughs) Let it burn. Uh, That's a good one, but not for this movie. Uh, Maybe for, uh, what is that firefighter movie that uh, uh, I'm blanking on it? Uh, Flashpoint, I think, is the name of the movie. That'd be good for that, but not for this. Alexa, play Let It Burn by Usher. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, that last one that last one's hilarious uh, three generations strode strong oh blow <laughs> me fucking blow me Stro- yeah. you, you can't kill the boogeyman's probably the best out of that yeah Evil dies tonight just because it's said so fucking yeah. much in the movie throughout the fucking series of the film if we're being honest yeah true so uh, got some quotes here. Uh, good, I don't have a ton of them. Uh, Laurie Strode, I'm coming for you, Michael. Eh, okay, pretty basic. Mm, that could be taken out of context. Yeah, <laughs> gross. Well, she's not his sister in this film, so, you know. I'm not your sister, not your sister. Yeah. Not your sister. <laughs> he can't get it up anymore. <laughs> Lee Brackett, hey, Michael, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. I mean, come on. Uh, you heard it that's... once, you heard it twice. Yeah. Heard it a million times, you know? Uh, Say it once more and Beetlejuice comes out. Oh, God. Dr. Samuel Loomis uh, to Young Hawkins. Did Michael kill again? (laughs) (laughs) As a matter of fact, Loomis, he did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, boy, we've never heard this one. Uh, Tommy Doyle, evil dies tonight. 
that's pretty much what Tommy says in this movie, so yeah. it's appropriate. Uh, Marion, right before she fucking gets destroyed, hey, Michael, this is for Dr. Loomis, and then realizes her gun is empty. <laughs> there you go. Phil, goddamn sleep apnea mask smells like Lucky Strikes from when your mom borrowed it. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't the Lucky Strikes. That was uh, the Strode house that was on fire that Michael got sa- rescued from. So, uh, Sandra, who was there, I smell it too, but that stink ain't cigarettes. That's the Lori Strode's house on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, from upstairs, looks like they put it out, but that nutbag lives a highly flammable lifestyle. Well. I mean, it's true. It's true. Uh, It goes on. Sandra, better not talk shit about that woman. She'll fuck you up. That's true as well. Phil, how about you and I snack on some Cheez-Its and try a little bourgeois nova? I don't know how to pronounce that. (laughs) I don't know what he's recommending they try, but I don't even want to Google it. That that's hilarious what he says to Michael though after after he takes the mask or whatever, or after Laurie takes the mask. What did he say? Or this right here, it's the shape or whatever. It's oh, like, yeah. You know, after, the <laughs> shape after back. Lori takes his mask. Give it back. I didn't catch that. Did you? I didn't. I didn't catch it either. No. I, I, I don't remember that. So now I need to Google that to see if that actually happened. Because Michael Myers does not fucking speak. All right. Let's get into the movie review. You remember this film? You just watched I, it not I, too long ago. Uh, yeah, not too long ago. I didn't rewatch it for this, but I know enough to be able to tell you. So. And I sent you a TikTok about it. Uh, visually, I think visually, this was a cinematic fucking masterpiece. It's, it's the, just the way that it's filmed, the, the lights. I mean, it's the fire scene at the beginning, the, the, the dark night, uh, the kills. I mean, it's, it's, it's got it visually, it's a very well done. And that mask, that mask is the best. Oh that yeah. Burnt mask. Yeah. The half burnt, uh, the half burnt mask. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so much about this film in terms of how it looked, uh, the, the lighting, uh, the angles, the, 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 the frames, the frame rate, I should say, that they used, especially during the Michael Myers killing the entire fucking mob that just literally beat his ass. Like, Buster Rhymes had nothing on this mob. No, no, his kung fu would have uh, not stood up to the mob as far as, like, what they could do. It wouldn't. Uh, also, is this, this is, this is a Blumhouse film, correct? Yes, yes. It doesn't. For some reason, does it look like a Blumhouse film to you? It looks much better than most of their stuff. Okay, thank you. I was going to say, I, I was kind of surprised to find this was a Blumhouse. Not because, uh, I feel like Blumhouse does better in terms of horror comedies. Honestly, I've been liking those a little bit more from them. I definitely love this film. Uh, 2018 is looks uh, is a really good looking oh, yes. movie. But I, but I feel like they amped the visuals up for this. Like they you did. said, quite a bit. I feel like the scene, which is the scene that I fell in love with, and this is what made it the movie for me, which is when he's killing the mob, it looks almost like graphic novel style. It almost looks like when we got the filming from 30 Days of Night, you know, something like that. Or, God, I can't think of the other, uh, another graphic novel I've read that's not a horror-themed one, but, like, the film that came out, Sin City. Uh, Sin City, 300, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Yes. So it had that kind of look to it to me. Um, that's what sold it to me. Um, 
Anything you want to say about it visually? I, I mean, I can't disagree. The scenes uh, in particular when they're in that car and they're at the playground and then they, they see the three masks from uh, Halloween 3, which is always a delight for me. Uh, but just the scenes around that where, you know, the nurse Marion's trying to shoot him. Uh, and then like the, 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 the one actual, like, you know, uh, doctor's wife ends up shooting herself. Yeah. Just that whole thing, just the way it's cut and all that stuff. Like, I mean, I really dug it. And yeah. then, I mean, it's, it, it, it I, you can have your complaints about the evil dies tonight and the, you know, well, mobs are bad, you know, uh, overall plot, but like, I mean, it's very well filmed and the kills are really out there. And yes, he is more like Jason, but I like that a lot. So. Yeah. Um, he's also faster in this film. So he, yes, quite a bit. Yeah. yeah we got, we got a faster cause, Jason. Cause he's amped Jason? up in this one, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. Uh, for reals. Um, the storyline, mm, it's kind of just following what we got in 2018. It kind of picks right up from it. 2018 has a better story. Um, I, yes, I will 100% agree with you on that. Um, it kind of sucks this, because there's so many things between 18 and ends that I like that I really wish that there was things I could collect from each film to make one good movie. I think that what they should have done, and I was going to bring this up if you picked one of these movies, mm -hmm. is that I've heard the argument that they should have worked backwards. So they should have started with ends. Yeah. Uh, Laurie is like, you know, she's she's prepped. But she's kind of like, you know, she's she's decided that she's going to live her life. And then her daughter gets killed, you know, in the middle movie. Yes. And then she becomes the hermit yeah. in the last movie and traps him in the fire. And that's how it ends, is in the fire. So working its way back. Corey could have been worked into the films in the reverse order as well. They could have introduced him in the background, have like the story about the babysitter who killed his kid, you know, the kid he was trying to watch. Uh, had more of him in, you know, kills while this shit was going on. And then in the final movie, whenever Michael dies in the fire explosion or fire or the fiery, you know, house trap, um, you know, Corey then puts on the mask at the end of the movie and it sets up that he's going to be the killer afterward. It would have worked better that way, you know? Yeah. Um, I would have had to have known that Corey was related in some way, though. <laughs> The evil can pass on without them being related, for God's sake. I the, don't the think druid, so. The, the druid, the druid said so. It's I in mean, the blood. It's in the blood. The body in the blood. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, uh, he could have had sex with fucking Allison, and somehow she fucking her devil vagina magic. Listen, that ends and ends where she's turning to Corey's side was so interesting, and they yeah. fucking pissed it away. They, they pissed did. it away. Yeah, they did. Um, which I didn't. I didn't like Halloween end. So you know. Uh, well, I, I didn't either. But that's because I got most of a movie that I wanted, and then they pissed it all away, trying to make fans like you happy, and didn't make either one of us happy. So that's fine. Yeah. So um, too long didn't read the storyline. It's just picking up from what 2018 threw down. Uh, the mob mentality is cool. I now at first I didn't see it as them making fun of the red hats, uh, which you know I don't agree with. Um, I, I didn't take it as that, but I heard him say that after yes, the fact that it made me mad. Which it made is me mad. Stupid. The mom mentality it can work, and there is going to be yes, mistakes are going to happen. We've actually seen shit go wrong in other films where they had a mob and where they killed the wrong person. 
You know, well, the thing about the thing about the mob mentality is it can apply to anybody, and that's and 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 that's why when I watched it, I was like, that's a cool concept. He's trying to talk about how like anybody when they're caught up in the in the sweep of things, you know, and you can apply whatever. I mean, if you're on the left or on your right, you can see that in both sides, and you yeah. can say that's a good idea. But then whenever the the guy comes out and says, no, no. Those people on the one side, they were doing the right thing. It's those red hats that were, no, 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 yeah. no. Well, let me hear. The mob let me, mentality is, I mean, it's not like Shakespearean or, you know, you know, Einstein level to say that it's bad, but him representing how bad it can be is interesting. Well, this is where this argument goes wrong for him in saying that, oh, yeah, you know, it's related to this, blah, blah, blah. Because at the end of this day, everyone was rooting for the mob. Because they were together for the greater good. And the greater good was to get rid of the evil, which was Michael Myers. True. Yeah, okay. 100%. And so he his was, metaphor doesn't work. Yes. I mean, in that sense. Unless you want to try to compare <laughs> Michael Myers to Trump, which he did not. And I don't think that's the route you want to go. I mean, he kind of has the hair. You know, it's not blonde, but... <laughs> Uh, no, it was almost like Tommy Doyle was supposed to represent Trump because he was the one that was getting everybody incited up to yes. the, the whipping up the the you know fury or whatever. It doesn't work. Um, it doesn't work because we were all rooting for these people to finally get rid of. Like we love Michael Myers. Don't get us wrong, but he has to go. Now I will say this: if you want to get political, and I'm not getting political, I'm just saying yeah. this. I have always thought that the mask in part two kind of looks like joe biden's face it oh. really does it really it really does so the fact yeah. that joe biden turned around and beat trump to death in a roundabout way in this movie read into it what you want folks yeah I'm just saying. oh my goodness you know? um but yeah it, it's okay when you look at it apolitically and it and it works for me but then whenever he came out and said that it kind of soured me on it. i'm like listen you're not even going by your own rules in this like yeah i mean you're saying that mob is okay because they're doing it for the right reasons. Well, I mean, if this is supposed to represent the Red Hats, they were doing it for the right reasons, just like you said. Yeah, so. exactly. So, yeah, I'm sorry, sir. Your argument isn't great. But uh, acting. Um... I don't really feel like anybody was that bad. Now, they could, Anthony Michael Hall is a way better actor than, yeah. than they gave him use of in this movie. That evil dies tonight that he has to say like a million times. I've seen him do lots better, so they could have gotten more out of him if they would have written more for him. Yeah, I think that <laughs> the writing, may, I don't know if it's the writing or the directing, uh, they get straight to the point in this film, which I love. You know I love that more than anything. Uh, so a lot of the things that were kind of happening, like I don't, I didn't particularly like the setup, and I don't know how you felt, of the um, the show that they had going on at the bar. The talent show. Uh, yeah, like the little talent show that they always get together and they sing like some kind of tune or whatever yeah. on Halloween night together, yeah. Um, so I, I wasn't feeling that, but hey, I, I guess at the end of the day it works. Uh, it happened. And I don't, I'm not buying, I guess I wasn't buying the whole, you know, let's let's get the, the torches and pitchforks, you know, and make this happen. It happened. They they fell together super easily, but I don't know that I was getting this great leadership role that was making this happen, honestly. There's one more thing about that scene at the beginning where you're talking about they're getting together and doing the karaoke. Uh, I've heard a lot of people make the comment, and I can't disagree with this as a critique, that there's no reason 
that Nurse Marion would have any association with these other people. They're like oh, yeah. up her age. Like, why well, did she uh, like randomly? I mean, I know that she's tied to Loomis and that, you know, this stuff happened, but like she, like she's not from Haddonfield. Like she has the least reason to be there. It's just, I, I yeah. know they wanted the actress back to kind of tie it back, but the critiques of her not making any sense within that group are accurate. Uh, yeah, I guess I really didn't think about that. Um, I just knew that she was a survivor like everyone else. Yeah, she got attacked. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense that she's a survivor too, but like she has nothing else in common with these people. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, that she would be with them. I knew he had to tell a story, so they had to set up a way for him to tell the story. Uh, I just know that if we're all partying on a Halloween night at a bar, having a good time, and then somebody comes up with this sob story, if you think about it, uh, that, like, totally dampered the night. Like, you know? Yeah, it kind of ruined a lot, so. Yeah, anyways. Uh, uh, music, amazing. Oh, it's, yeah. You know, I mean, we have the OGs son, back, yeah. You, know. you can't get any better with the music, honestly. It worked um, in every scene. It was intense. It was, uh, you know, it, it had that thrilling feeling to it every time it needed to. I loved it. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> I really like this movie. I really do. Like, I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say, that, you know, that, I mean, it, it's got, it's, it's kind of fallen for me a little bit whenever I go back and I hear the nitpicks and I can't disagree with them. Yeah. But the, the overall action and stuff like that, it's an enjoyable watch for me. Yeah. Know? I mean, the, the it's not perfect because I think the visuals and the music are what hold this film together. Uh, and I think you would argue that for part one, that's kind of what it was. Uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, although, yeah, I mean, it, but it's a basic premise in the first one. So, you know, yeah, but yeah, but the story's a lot better in 2018 overall. Y- yes, definitely. So that was what was so hardest. Cause I almost wanted to pick 2018 cause 2018 is when we get the Lori Strodes that we, we deserve that we want that we needed that. Yeah. I mean, and the Lori Strode that made the, uh, uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on her name, what her character was supposed to be, but from Texas Chainsaw, whenever they brought the original final girl from that, if you want to call her a final girl, the one that survived, when they brought her back into the movie and she literally did nothing but, like, yell at Leatherface and, and like, tell him to oh, yeah. try to make a move on her, and then he did, and she didn't do a damn thing. Like, it, this this character, like, this Laurie Strode showed up that one so much, you know, and yeah. how she was portrayed. Um, so, yeah, it was nice to see that. I mean, granted, I feel like it continues a little bit. Well, actually, we get more of the mob mentality in this one. She's kind of, actually, she's on the sidelines in this one, which kind of sucks. She is basically part two. Yeah. Which in this one. I, I hate so much about this film, to be honest with you, because for me to have to pick this film, because I'm like looking at, okay, what does Raina want in a horror film being able to pick that but being to say like god you love this but it's missing this or it's missing that or this movie had this why couldn't they have that in here as well i'm glad the last three films exist so far but i just it sucks that you could pick pieces from each one that you really really liked to have made this perfect you know i'm i'm gonna say mm-hmm. this this is a spoiler and in my pick and my also rants i'm the same exact boat you are I could pick things that I love from them, but then like I can't really 
like none of them can, I mean, congeal together to make like something that's like just, you know, blast anything out of the water. It's yeah. just kind of like, uh, I like this aspect, I like that. And that, and I was on the fence with my decision for quite a while because of that. Yeah, it's hard. Um, at the end of the day, these are the films that we liked and for our reasons of liking them. Mine are honestly going to be a lot more simpler, I think, but that's just how I roll, you know? <laughs> Anyways, you want to get into some trivia, or do you have anything well, else? Uh, no, I think that's. I mean, I think you said. Well, I mean, I what I would feel about this movie. I'm, I'm. It's interesting it shows it. I didn't know that you would pick this when I honestly <laughs> thought you'd go with 2018 over this. But uh, you know, and you're not wrong. You're not wrong because I was teetering between 2018. I the simplicity of Raina's brain is that the mob scene kills it. That sold it for me, honestly, because. Oh, my God, I loved it so much. I was like, this is amazing. I played it over and over again. Uh, not over and over again, but I played it more than a few times. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, let's get into some trivia. I might skip some of what I have on here because there's a lot and we have another film to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, pretty simple. Jamie Lee Curtis, Charles Cyphers, Kyle Richards, Nancy Stevens, and Nick Castle were all the original Halloween 1978. Excuse me. They were all in the original and returned for this sequel. The characters of Tommy Doyle and Lonnie Elam from the original also returned, but re were recast with Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Longstreet because Brian Andrews was retired from acting since 2015, and Brent LePage never acted again after the original Halloween. Which, wow. Um, I, I still think if they were wanting a little bit of more continuity, having Paul Rudd, even though that's, yeah. that's retconning him out of the thing, would have made more sense to a lot of fans. But yeah. There was a reason for that. Oh, they so. said they would have loved him. Yeah. Um, in the flashback scene to 1978, Michael attacks Deputy McCabe, Jim Cummings, with a rope. In the original Halloween 1978, Sheriff Lee Brackett, Charles Cyphers, responds to an alarm in a hardwood store, and it was reported that a rope, some Halloween mask, and a set of knives were stolen, which they're selling yeah. Halloween masks at a, at a hardware store. Uh, well, back in the day, they were kind of general purpose stores, but yeah, you would have probably expected that Halloween mask to be more in the pharmacy, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. Uh, that is true. I, I just rewatched part one, like it's one of my final watches. Mm -hmm. Actually, 2018 was probably my final one, but, yeah. uh, that they did say rope and I thought that was interesting because yes. he doesn't use it. So. Yeah. So I, I like how they kind of came back to that. They, they circled back is what they did. Yeah. They worked it in. Twelve Pumpkins are featured in the opening title sequence with the last one indicating Halloween Kills as the 12th Halloween film. So that means we technically have 13 films. That's Halloween pretty ends. cool. Yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, okay. Early in the movie, the wagon stolen by Michael Myers from Dr. Loomis and Nurse Marion Chambers at the Smith Grove Sanitarium in Halloween 1978 can be seen parked behind Young Hawkins and Pete McCabe during one of the flashback scenes. That's cool. That's yes. cool. Um, let me see. I'm going to skip past that one. Um, okay, I'm going to skip that one. Okay, uh, Ross Bacon. This is the gentleman that played the uncredited mental patient named Tavoli in both Halloween 2018 and this film passed away before the release of the sequel. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, so uh, good on him, though. You know, he got people to fill in the film. Uh, as this film was shot digitally, uh, film grain filters were used in the new 1978 flashback scenes. That makes sense. That, 
I, I do that. They did a great job with that flashback scene. Like, yeah. I mean, even people who don't like the movie go on about how good that flashback scene was. So yeah. um, kudos to them. I remember this, and I don't know if you do. I'm sure you would. Your memory's a lot better than mine is. Uh, Universal received a largely negative reaction to releasing the film simultaneously in theaters and on its Peacock streaming service. This was actually producer Jason Blum's idea. Blum decided that due to the poor box office performance during the COVID-19 pandemic of Blumhouse's film Freaky in 2020, the best option was to offer viewers the option to be able to see the film on either Peacock or in theaters. Yeah, I don't think that was the best idea for them to release it both ways. Because I mean, I it, I mean, it made tons of money. It made a ton of money, I mean, yeah. But it it there was a lot of people that felt like it reduced like how special the movie was a little bit by releasing it on Peacock. I remember. I'm surprised there wasn't a uh, a mob because an angry mob because people were fucking mad about this. Peacock dies tonight. Yeah. Which, by the way, speaking of the Peacock, we are still not sponsored by them. Peacock, if you are looking to sponsor a podcast that talks about you, uh, we are looking for sponsors. But that's not what I was going to say. What I was going to say is that Peacock is also on the 26th. Now, Five Nights at Freddy's is to be released October 27th. But on the 26th, if you are a member of Cinemark on the app or you have Peacock, you can see it, stream it at home, or you can go see it in theaters early through Cinemark. Um, considering it's a three-hour movie, I might watch it at the house. It's a three-hour movie? It is, and I think that's fucking stupid as hell. Like, oh I really do. Oh, my God. So, I'm I've, gl- I've heard people try to make the comment, Emily made it to me, that it's based on the book, so it needs that time. I don't agree. I think that you could trim that movie down and make sequels out of the, the what you trim out of it. But, yes. Uh, so, we are seeing this movie... Um, I think we're seeing it in XD. I don't know if we're seeing it. I probably, knowing me, I probably got uh, the D box to see it because, you know, but our movie is at seven o'clock. So we're not getting out on a Thursday. We're not getting out till fucking 10 o'clock at night. Your girl can't hang. I'm definitely going to need a coffee. Good luck with that. Oh, you know what's even worse is that we are going to see the nightmare before Christmas the same week in 3D. And D box. So not only will we have the 3D effect, we'll have the moving seats. That movie is at 10:20 at night. Good luck. Good luck. I'm gonna fucking die. Uh, I'm just trying to see right now if we got D box. I can't tell if we got D box for what do you call it? Um, but whatever. Anyways, uh, let's see. Where was I? Um. Oh, okay. This is trivia. I definitely wanted to cover because we've talked about it. Mm, at least two or three times in the original Halloween 1978 while inside the Myers house Brackett and Loomis discover a dog in the living room that has recently been partially eaten while uh while referred to it is never shown in this film however in a flashback scene Hawkins and another deputy are standing in the living room and for the first time the dog's half-eaten body or carcass is revealed gross shit Michael gross shit disgusting uh, let me see. Halloween 2018 was released 40 years after Halloween 1978. Halloween Kills 2021 was released 40 years after Halloween 2, although that is the film we do not speak of. And Halloween <laughs> Ends 2022 is set to be released 40 years after Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, 1982. That's kind of cool. I dig it, yeah. Um, 
Nick Castle, I don't understand this so much, but Nick Castle noted that when recording the sounds of breathing as Myers, he didn't recognize his own appearance in the film. <laughs> who's that? Who's that good looking guy? Yeah. Who is that? Who's that? Uh, uh, that uh, stud right there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Producer Ryan Freeman lobbied for Danielle Harris. If you remember her, she was the uh, she was in four and five. Uh, the cute little clown girl, which can we just discuss briefly real quick? I thought she was pretty decent for a child actor. She's more than decent. She okay. makes part four. I'm, I'm glad you said that because I'm like, wow, I'm pretty impressed by her. Uh, I actually felt bad. I don't know if we'll ever discuss in the future, but I'm like, was she really that terrified on set? Because I believed her. I thought she was uh, so terrified on set. I, I, I believe, yeah, her acting was really good. Um, uh, I may or may not talk about some stuff with her, yeah. you know, depending upon what you have as your, you know, the information here. So okay. go ahead. Um, anyways, uh, lobbied for Danielle Harris uh, cameo in the film, but it was vetoed. Harris is strongly related to the franchise, having played Jamie Lloyd, Laurie Strode's daughter, and Michael Myers' niece in Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, as well as playing Annie Brackett in Rob Zombie's remake, as well as that film's sequel, uh, Halloween mm-hmm. 2007 and Halloween 2009. Yep, so. she's in. She was in at one point in time as many movies as uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Of course, Jamie wow. Lee Curtis then surpassed her by being in all of these. So, yeah. Um, let me see. In the fi- in the opening of the film, Lori screams to the fire trucks to let it burn as they head towards her house. This is based on a deleted scene from Halloween 4, Return of Michael Myers, where a flashback at the end of Halloween 2, we don't speak of that, shows Dr. Loomis, Donald Pleasance, pleading with the paramedics to let him burn after blowing up the operating room only to be ignored. I thought I heard him say that for some reason. Uh, I don't remember him saying that. Okay. Um uh, I do want to go back one one thing on your thing here. The logo for the Haddonfield Memorial Hospital, as seen in this film, is taken directly from uh, the now decanonized Halloween Two. So can't we just call it the like disowned Halloween Two, <laughs> like de- decanonized? No, it's disowned. <laughs> I know it's the same meaning, but <laughs> let's just call it as it is. Yeah, and we already said the Paul Rudd stuff, so you can skip that. Yeah, um, but it goes a little deeper into it. Um. No, I mean, we, we, we discussed it. Okay. Um, let me see. Mm, okay, I, I, I mentioned this. The, prom, the premise of Haddonfield citizens banding together against Michael Myers is similar to the vigilante mob that forms in against him in Halloween 4. And there was mistakes that happened in that. Um, uh, there, were, there were mistakes, and I think that's hilarious in part 4 whenever uh, – uh, Loomis uses the mob to kind of mm. like sweep the streets for Michael. Yeah. I, that, it's that's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Um, for rehearsals, when Michael kills the firefighters, since Michael is blind in one eye due to Lori stabbing him in the eye with a clothes hanger, James Jude Courtney wore an eye patch for authenticity. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Allison falling down the stairs and injuring her leg after being attacked by Michael Myers is similar to Lori's leg injury after being attacked by Michael Myers, Michael upstairs and falling over the railing in the original Halloween. That was, that was a good scene actually. That that was a good scene of her falling. I mean, it looked pretty realistic too. Yeah. Um, we discussed this kind of various options were discussed regarding how to bring back the character of Dr. Loomis 
played by Donald Pleasance, ranging from voice only to CG. But then they noticed that their construction coordinator, Tom Jones Jr., <laughs> I don't know if any relation to Tom Jones, bore an uncanny resemblance to the late Pleasance. They added minor makeup <clears throat> effects to his brow and nose to complete the illusion while Colin Mahan uh, provided the voice. It's not unusual to shoot Michael from up on the balcony. <laughs> Will Patton thought his character was dead in the 2018 film, and Will Patton, I am with you on that. I thought you were done. Uh, I thought 100% he was dead in that one, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of liked it. Uh, let me see. Oh, uh, yes, I definitely wanted to discuss it. Or we did kind of mention this. I did. A group of trick-or-treaters shows Little John and Big John that one of the candies they provided was a blade that cut through one of their mouths. This is a reference to Halloween 2, the disowned film, where a trick-or-treater, Little Gary, son of Deputy Hunt, with a razor blade stuck in his mouth, is taken to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital right after Lori arrives. So they circled back 40 years later. Yep, they tied it back in. They sure did. Um, Which makes sense because if this was released 40 years later, I mean, you know. (laughs) Uh, let me see. Uh, we kind of covered this in the last episode about how this falls in the continuity and yeah. how it's all fucked up. So Yeah, I'm going to skip that one. Uh, oh, we, and we talked about the three kids and the mask that were brought back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was brought back in this. Um, David Gordon Green, who thinks it's an underrated sequel in the franchise and one that he personally enjoys, and that would be Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, which I, I agree with him. It's, it, it is underrated, and... I personally enjoy it. Enjoyed it's, it. It's, I mean, it's one that I can see why people got mad at the time when it didn't have Michael in it. But I mean, going back and looking at it for what it is, it's it's a really interesting movie that I wish that I could have seen more of. Yeah, that anthology as it played out. I'm gonna die if we rewatch season of the witch during witch season and and I hate it. <laughs> I don't think I will. Um, but yeah, anyways, um, the whole cast was enamored. I, I can't see this. The whole cast was enamored by the font used for the credits. Jamie Lee Curtis asked what it's called. David Gordon Green replies, it's called Halloween font. But for reference, it's ITC Serif Gothic. I do like that font. I like how it looks, but I don't know that I would be that crazy over it. You know, yeah. I'd be making comments. The whole cast. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't buy that. But whatever. Um, this is the third Halloween movie in which Michael is shown to have been burnt in fire. The first time being in the disowned film Halloween Two and Halloween Resurrection. 2002. Yeah, because they're fighting inside of a place that's on fire, and then Buster Rhymes kicks Michael in the fire. I don't know. It, it's fucking movie sucks. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Death Holler Awards. We're going to roll right into it. Uh, Final Girl is Allison. Um, she's she's not bad. Yeah. I, I, like, I like it better. Personally, I like it better in Anne's. It's more interesting that she goes the other route with it after she's been through yes. this shit. And and the town's like treats her like garbage that she's kind of on the side of like fuck it you know yeah like I, you know I, I like that a little bit better but she's she's pretty good I, the she's actress good. Is, is good in the role I don't have any problems with her whatsoever. I don't either I like how she she's kind of like her mom she's smarter than her mom in which she's also trying to lure Michael away although he still kills her fucking loser of a boyfriend um <laughs> that kid. Uh, they said that he got stabbed in the chest and neck broken. Um, he got put through the ringer. <laughs> he got dragged through how many fucking 
stair fucking poles and shit got pulled up, got pulled down, got his neck twisted off, stabbed. I mean, he would not leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> you had to think for uh, that kid. Making him pay for making him pay for dressing up as a uh, Bonnie. Yeah, you know, that's definitely. What he was making him do. Um, he didn't Michael, respect that. Michael's conservative fella. He just doesn't care for that sort of thing. Nope, he's a red hat wearing fella right there. <laughs> um, and then the um. I think uh, the mom was the same in, that, in, in the same scene where the mom's like, nope, come for me. You know, she well, she takes his mask. But uh, yeah, they, 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 they're very similar to each other. I feel like the granddaughter is a little bit stronger. The mom was just in denial for so long. Uh, I do love I think the leg breaking scene. She did that so good. I think the effects of that worked. I, that one I can't really remember, but I but I'll take your word for it because I, I don't have any problem with any of that stuff that I can remember or whenever it comes okay. to that. So. so yeah, that was that was it. Um, slasher, Michael Myers. What what do we think? I mean, he's clearly the best in this one. Uh, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> he lives up to his name. I think he watched a few of the Jason films, and I think he learned a few a thing or two. You know. <laughs> He knows a thing or two because he's been through a thing or two. That's that's how it is. Although I, what was hard for me, and I think you might agree with me, is that he was also fucking brutal in fucking um, what's his name's uh, Rob Zombies, and I really uh, liked Rob Zombies films, by the way. Well, I liked one of them. You're being okay. awful quiet right now. <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think that the kills were fucking brutal in Rob Zombies. Not to mention he's they, so they, they were brutal in that movie those he, movies. Yeah. They were, yeah. I mean it's Rob Zombie, but he's so fucking big. He's a big motherfucker in that film. So yeah. Uh they they did good in this one. I mean he was a lot he was a smaller, slimmer Michael, which is not something I usually like. That was the opposite of what I liked for fucking Jason Voorhees. I wanted me yeah. a, a thick boy. It was cuffing season. And I was looking for a reason to get with a big boy. And that was Jason. <laughs> Michael, he shortens up a little bit and slims down. And I'm like, hey, you know. It, yeah, it's he looks weird in that mechanics outfit whenever he's a little chunky. It, it just don't it don't work for him. So Yeah, I think it's a lot better. He works out as a as a slimmer fella, especially when he needs to move a little bit better. Uh that's just me. Um Best side character? I didn't have one. Do you have any recommendations? Uh, why don't you give it to the uh, the the nice uh, mental uh, uh, you know yeah. guy or whatever that escaped? We'll yeah, give it to him. We'll, we'll give it to him. Yeah, because that was. Uh, I mean, yeah, okay, we'll do that because I don't have anything else to give, and I don't disagree. So. Uh, uh, I, I definitely agree with your Franklin Award, although yes. we're skipping some things and we'll get back to them. But, yes, Karen is a Karen, and therefore she deserves a Franklin Award. Yes, she made some bad choices. She's acting like a Karen. Uh, technically, I feel like she was acting like a Karen more, though, in uh, 2018. She I, there, there are scenes where she's getting on the lorry, and I just mm. want to bitch slap her in those scenes. And not so. just that, but, like, when she's, like, screaming, uh, where's my daughter? You guys are on the police force. You need to know where my daughter's at 24-7. Bitch, it's a whole-ass fucking town. We're not just looking out just for your daughter. Uh, <laughs> they don't even know that she's a strode. They may or may not, but, like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, they. She's just, she's just too out there. I don't, I don't care for it. Uh, getting back to the best kill, uh, you got the mob kill oh, yeah. or, or the firefighter. 
Uh, the saw is pretty good. Uh, I can't disagree with that. I'm going to uh, throw a shout out there, although this it wouldn't be my pick uh, necessarily, but shout out honorable mentions of the shotguns of the head that he kind of caused to happen in this movie. Um, but still, it, it should count. It was retconned. That halogen bulb to the fucking throat. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that, that's the one thing I remember from this movie that I was like, hell yeah. When I saw that scene, I'm like, the blood as it's running down the inside of the tube yeah. and out the, it's so good. It's such a good scene. And when he broke it, she was just terrified. Like, uh, although, uh, uh, I guess dumbest moment. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know that's skipping. I know I have a dumbest moment. I'm not going to say it yet. But there was a dumbest moment. This lady did not know how to unlock her basic locks on her fucking door. that's true (laughs) that was terrible um i skipped best scream that was allison i can't yeah she's she's i mean she's the final girl so she does most of the screaming in the movie uh and laurie i mean is out of commission so it can't be her uh and we don't need to give karen any recognition for anything she does because she's karen well, she technically gets two awards on this, so that's the recognition she gets. Um, yeah. How anno- annoying is the Doom Prophet while well, it's Lori? Uh, she was kind of the Doom Prophet in 2018. Yeah. So, I mean. <clears throat> she was. Uh, and she was annoying in 2018 because she was a drunk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, that was the annoying part of it. And it's like, you're not going to make your point if you're just sitting there fucking guzzling alcohol in front of people. Like, you... And- and the one saying 2018 that stands out to me is because uh, Hawkins calls it out and he's got a good point. She sit there, bold face tells him, she's like, I prayed for the day that he would escape so that I could kill him. And it's like, this isn't something you should have prayed for. He's yeah. killed a bunch of people to try to get back to this town. It's like, yeah. even if you wanted him dead, that, that was a, that was a horrible thing to pray for. You know, you might want to walk that back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just saying, might want to take that down a notch. Um, let me see. We did dumbest we moment. Dumbest moment. Yeah, Karen entering the Myers home. What, what yeah, the fuck? She, she had no reason to go inside that house, and when she did, I mean, just yep. done, done, yep. slashed, gashed. Um, and now your daughter put a is, hole in your ass. <laughs> you know, yeah, that whole thing. <laughs> and now your daughter is missing a father and a mother. Way to go, you dumb bitch. Uh, also dumbest moment, evil dies tonight for the 28th time. It should have been said like four times total in the movie and been done. No, nope, yeah, they 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 really went with that. Let's uh, make Halloween great again. <laughs> yeah, let's make Halloween great again. <laughs> oh, my God. So that was my pick. Thank you for coming along on this ride with me. All right, we're getting ready to go into mine. But first, we need to take a break. All right. in white satin never reaching the end letters I've written never meaning 
to send Beauty I'd always missed With these eyes before Just what the truth is I can't say anymore Cause I love you All right, now for my dark horse entry into this, or should I say my white horse entry into this <sighs> review, my pick for the next best Halloween movie. I'm gonna, I, I swear, I, I was like, I'm gonna give this one a shot because I hated the fuck out of this when I watched it in the theater. Uh, and the director's cut just totally, and it's because I watched all these together but it was just so different and it tried so hard to do something completely out there that Halloween two Rob zombies, Halloween two from 2009 is my next best. Oh my God. Not at all what I expected. Oh yeah. I was, when you said what, you know, I was like, no, there's no way in fuck you're going to pick that. You know what I've picked for this. (laughs) Um, I would have guessed if I were to guess a Rob Zombie one, because I almost picked the Rob Zombie Halloween one, the 20, 2007? Seven, seven, yeah. yeah. I almost picked that one. That one is legit on my list. Uh, I will get into why that wasn't on the list. It okay. came close. Okay. It came, it, it's not an also-ran, but it, it has to be in the contention because obviously it leads into this one. But... The, the the things that I don't like about the the 2007 one I are not in this, and that made this movie the better of the two. And I'll get into what those were in a, in a few minutes. Uh, tagline: Family is forever. Also, they survived the terror. Dot dot dot. But they can't escape their destiny. Okay, I I like it because obviously I'm into the family thing. Uh, directed by Rob Zombie. Written by Rob Zombie, music by Tyler Bates, made for a budget of fifteen million. It only grossed thirty four point nine million dollars. Uh, probably because after people got to watching it in theaters like me, the word of mouth was negative as fuck, um, and rightfully so. The theatrical cut of this is awful. Uh, I'm going entirely off of the unrated director's cut on this review. Okay. Uh, principal players: Scout Taylor Compton as Laurie Strode and slash Angel Myers, uh, who is our final girl. Uh, she was also in Halloween 2007. Uh, she was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game. She wow. was a voice in that. Uh, she was uh, in the movie Captive, uh, Bury the Bride. These are all like independent horror movies she's done in recent years. Uh, the Long Night, uh, Starlight, uh, Ghost House, April Fool's Day from the 2008 remake of the movie and Wicked Little Things. And something about Scout Taylor Compton is she looks okay in these movies, but I don't know if you've seen her in recent years. That girl had a glow up like nobody's business. Like she is hot. All right. Like so looking her up right re- now. She's really gotten prettier over time. Uh, and she's doing a uh, podcast called Talk Horror to Me uh, with. Um, <clears throat> One of her castmates, Danielle Harris. 
So wow, yeah, she two hot, did have a two glow hotties, up. Two hotties that are using their hottie horror credentials to make a go of it. So can't really fault them for that. Yeah. Uh, and because I didn't want to say anything a while ago to give away what I was trying to get at when you was talking about the other really good Michael Myers, his name's Tyler Maine. Oh my God. And yeah. he's in this film. And I like him better in this than I do in the first movie because you see Tyler Maine himself in this. Yeah. As like this big, burly, like almost Hagrid looking motherfucker, like Hagrid from mm -hmm. uh, Harry Potter, like the big beard. He's got a little bit of Rob Zombie look to him. He really yeah. does, like the big beard and all that stuff. But I, I like what they did with him in this movie. He's, I mean, and, and I've got him listed as a white trash slasher obsessed with his mother, and he is. But they got the hood on. He puts the mask on, and it's tore to shreds, so you're seeing most of his face. And it's fine in this one because, and you see his face throughout most of the movie, but it's fine because this Michael is the Michael that you spent all that time with in 2007, learning how he got to the point that he became the killer that he was. Yeah. And I and one of the, the reason I like this movie, the reason it really stood out to me, I love the fact that whenever they have the scenes in his subconscious with uh, Deborah Myers, Sherry Moon Zombie, you know, uh, they've got the young Michael always standing in front of Michael to mm -hmm. represent visually that the little boy is still in that big monster of a man. Like it, you know, he's always there. Yeah, I definitely understood that. I, I, that visual looks, I just love that visual that Zombie threw in it. So, uh, Tyler Maine was also uh, recently in Doom Patrol. Uh, he was in Victor Crowley Jesus. with Kane Hodder. Uh, the Devil's Rejects, uh, The Scorpion King, and he was also an X-Man. He played, uh, I want to say he played Sabretooth in that one. So Yeah, Rob Zombie, keep this guy. I know when you have a job with Rob Zombie, you almost have a job for life, but this fool is six fucking nine. Yeah, he's he's a beast. Where was um, he when we needed a new Jason Voorhees? Because he would have <laughs> blew fucking Kane Hodder out the water. He would have <laughs> blew Ken Kersinger out of the water for sure. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie, of course, as I just said, is playing Deborah Myers, the ghost of the former stripper slash mother to the final girl and the slasher. It's not a bad role for Sherry Moon Zombie. I know people give her shit. She's in all Rob's movies. I personally prefer in Lords of Salem because I think that's a better role for her. But she does a damn good job in this these movies, like being both like the white trash stripper which kind of fit because she kind of does that for yeah. all shows. So that kind of fits in, but her motherly instincts yes. coming through for that, the, both kids. Cause they changed them between movies. It's yes. uh, uh, the one in this one's a little bit more, he's got, a, he, I don't know the, the kids kind of off putting in the first movie, but in this one, he's a little bit more, uh, there's something about the way he looks a little softer in the face. Yes. He's not more as much of a, you know, white trash thug in this one. So yeah, he's um, a little slimmer, but they had to change the characters because the other one got too tall and he is super tall now. Yeah. He really grew. And he tries to rap now too. That's the oh, whole what? thing. But, okay. Um, but the scenes where Sherry Moon zombies like talking to him, especially like in the, in the, in the flashback scenes, beginning of this movie where she's in the, uh, uh, Smith's Grove or whatever. And she's, she brought him the white horse and, and, you know, she's spending time with him. There's, she does a good job showing that as she's, you know, cares for the, her son, even though he's this monster that killed her other kid and, you know, and her, 
dirt bag of a boyfriend that she was shacking up with that was a piece of shit, you know. Are you talking about uh, in the visions when she comes to him? Uh, in the visions too, but there is a oh, flashback, okay. and it might only be in the producer's cut. I don't okay. I mean in, in the director's cut. But there is a scene in this where it, Rob Zombie cuts back, and he shows her on a snowy day, like coming back to the sanitarium and he's actually, and she's there and she's brought the horse for Michael and she sees that he's slipping away and she's, you know, she's trying to bring some of her boy back out. Like, and it's a pretty good little scene at the beginning of the movie. Um, anyway, she's also in Halloween, 2009, Lords of Salem, uh, Rob Zombie's monsters, uh, 31, the firefight fly trilogy, uh, and then, of course, Rob Zombie, White Zombie music video. She's, you know, uh, quite a looker in most of those videos, by the way. Um, <laughs> uh, Chase Wright Vanek plays young Michael, uh, uh, the ghost representation of Michael's innocence in the movie. Uh, like, again, I, I really like Rob worked that in. I like how it looks. Uh, my favorite part of the movie, and the oh, reason this put, put the, this put this over, I'm swear, I yeah. swear to you, well, I told you that bits and pieces are what say or made made the cuts. Brad Dorf as Sheriff Lee Bracken in this movie. If you can't, if you watch this movie and you see and you see that scene where he's crying over Annie's dead body and the way that he breaks up and you don't get moved emotionally, oh, yeah. you're fucking dead inside. I don't know what to tell you. I loved Brad Dorf in both of these films so much, and it's so hard not to hear Chucky when you hear him talk. <laughs> It is, but he he does play a different character in this, and he's so likable in this yes, movie. Yes, he like, is. He, I, he's an amazing actor. I He's a voice actor in Chucky uh, at the end of the day. That's what he is. But, you know, in, in these films, he's an actual actor, and he's amazing. Um, And I'm not going to go into all the movies he's in. We covered him a million yeah. times on the Chucky's things, but he is what put this movie over for me because he's in the first one. Don't get me wrong, but he has so many more scenes in this movie and he has so many more like emotional, like, I mean, really pivotal. The, whenever he's sitting there just reading the novel that Loomis has written and oh. sees that Loomis has revealed, uh, you know, uh, Laurie's like ties to Michael and he gets so pissed, like yeah. the look, just everything that Brad Dorf does in this movie is is amazing. He, it, it's and I, it's a shame that this movie's so hated because when I went back and watched it, I so much appreciated what he did in this. Yeah, uh, Margot Kidder's in it, uh, playing Barbara Collier, the therapist. Of course, Margot Kidder, uh, Black Christmas. She was Barb in that, smoker and drinker through the whole movie. Uh, she was in the Amityville Horror in nineteen seventy nine. Uh, also in all the Superman movies is Lois Lane. So wow. uh, kind of crazy that Rob, I mean, the, the cast that Rob Zombie got for these, this movie is insane. Yeah, like, he did good with the I, cast. I mean, I, I was always like, I know that person. I know that person, you know, like through the whole movie. Um, Howard Hessman plays Uncle Meat, the coffee shop music store proprietor. If you're of a certain age, he was WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh he was my the god! Guy. He was the he was the one radio DJ on that show that had all the charisma and stood out. And uh, he was also in head of the class in Police Academy too. Uh, that guy just every time he's in a scene, just you know, immediately like drawn to him. Uh, Dayton Colley plays Alan Hooks, the coroner. Uh, he was in Deadwood. I remember, I knew I saw him from somewhere. Whenever I got to looking this up, I was like, yeah, he was in Deadwood. I remember the character he was playing in it. Uh, he was also in Sons of Anarchy, Fear of the Walking Dead, Abattoir, 
The Devil's Carnival, and then Left for Dead 2, the video game. He's a voice actor in that. Fuck that game. Uh, Richard Brake uh, plays Gary Scott, the coroner and the sick freak at the beginning of it, talking about how uh, Linda Vanderklok's uh, 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 body got him horny whenever Blech. he was, like, loading her onto the stretcher uh, or into the body bag. Yeah. Um, he he is a character actor that you've seen in a ton of stuff. He was the bad guy in Barbarian, you know, the sick old fuck that was at the end of yeah. the movie that got his bra- – that's, that's Richard Brake. I recognize him uh, right away, yeah. Uh, 31, he's the Mr. Doom. He's like one of the best parts in that movie. If you want to say that there's a good part in that, uh, Rob Zombie's Monsters, he was in that. Uh, uh, he, I played, I think he played the Nosferatu vampire in that one. Uh, he was in Mandy. Uh, he was in Supernatural for an episode. He was the Night King on Games of Thrones, the undead, you know, that's uh, fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, and he was also in Hannibal Rising. Octavia Spencer plays Octavia yeah. Daniels, the nurse that's in kind of a, it's a dream sequence kinda uh, that they they do at the beginning of the movie. That scene, I don't know how you don't like that scene. You're all about kills, like he is lit, like the blood that's everywhere, the way that he kills her. And maybe you didn't see this in the unrated. I don't know which version you saw this movie when you rewatched it or if you rewatched it. Uh, there is a scene where she like. She's going through the hospital. It's kind of imitating Halloween 2 in a little bit. Yeah. In the sense that she's like limping through there. And she's far worse off than the Laurie in the original movie. Her head's really done in. She's got a severe headache. Her foot's broke. Uh, She's limping through there. Michael's behind her, this big monster of Michael Mm -hmm. Myers. And there's blood. Every nurse that she sees is just total blood like everywhere. One of them's face is like smashed into like a, you know, one of the uh, stairwell uh, razors or whatever. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. She gets down and she's trying to get away from him. And he has shoved like 15 to 20 of the hospital staff's dead bodies into a like garbage uh, bin. And she has to try to cross over, but she slips and falls. And she's in with all the dead bodies and she's trying to crawl out. Like that whole scene. I didn't see that for sure. That's it. You need to watch done right. I'm telling okay. you, it's so good. Like it is so good. That would have added a whole new thing. Um, but uh, yeah, no, she leaves the hospital. I did see the nurse that was dead on the stairwell. She gets out. She gets to that house. Buddy fucking dies a horrific death. Yeah. Yeah. Buddy gets like slammed <laughs> up against, I think the, 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 the door to his own like little shack. And then of course it gets, bit, but it's all a scene to represent that she's now suffering these traumatic, dreams yes. uh from her PTSD which makes total sense to me you wouldn't go through all this and they bring it up in 2018 i mean that lori has PTSD as well but yeah. you know it they i think he did a good job representing that with this one in his version uh of course octavia spencer is ma uh, i didn't like that movie but she's in that horror movie uh the shape of water bad santa 2 snowpiercer drag me to hell and the movie pulse uh, Richard Real plays Buddy, the night watchman that we just talked about, security guard. Uh, he's the dude from Office Space, you know, uh, you know, talking about how he's going to make the jump to conclusions, Matt. Uh, he was also, he's been in a bunch of comedies, like, but he's also in Hatchet. He plays, uh, he plays like this uh, old tourist that's going on the ride in Hatchet or whatever, whenever Kane Hodder, Vic, as Victor Crowley comes and rips him to shreds Damn. or whatever. Uh, Mark Boone Jr. plays Floyd, the redneck asshole that like wants Michael uh, off of his property. Oh yeah, uh, 
Uh, he's in Batman Begins, Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, Memento, 30 Days of Night, Ghost House, American Satan, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, uh, Jace, uh, uh, John Carpenter's Vampires movie, uh, and then also the movie Seven. So he's been in a ton of horror-related stuff. Uh, Dwayne Whitaker plays Sherman Benny, who's the husband of Jasmine. Uh, he, for us, still, from Dust Till Dawn 2, Takes Blood Money, Feast, Pulp, Fiction, Three from Hell, The Devil's Rejects. If you, if Rob Zombie, he's yeah. one of those directors. If you do good with him, he'll keep you in a lot of his other shit. You got a job for life. Uh, Leatherface takes Chainsaw Massacre 3, so he's been in a ton of stuff. Betsy Rue plays Jasmine Benny. Uh, she's the only Benny worth a damn because uh, between Floyd and Sherman, she's the only one that cares that they're beating up this uh, just monster of yeah. a homeless man, but that doesn't work out for her. Yeah, too well. it's all for naught. She's sorry, but he ain't. Uh, you will recognize Betsy Rue as the blonde uh, or uh, naked. Uh, lot lizard who chase gets chased around the parking lot in My Bloody Valentine 3D. She's that chick. You remember that scene? Uh, oh yeah. Running... Okay. Yeah, that. I that's didn't know her. that was her. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Daniel Phillips uh, plays Howard Boggs and Uncle Seymour Coffins, <laughs> uh, who's the strip club bouncer Howard Boggs, and then the Halloween pa- Halloween party MC as Uncle Seymour Coffins. Uh, he is, of course, Herman Munster in the new Rob Zombie Monsters. Yeah. You know, uh, Three from Hell, Satanic Panic, 31, Lords of Salem, a lot of Rob Zombie stuff. Daniel Roebuck, who plays, you know, uh, Grandpa Munster, uh, you know, is also in this movie is Louis Big Lou Martini, who's the strip club owner. A uh, ton of stuff for him as well. Uh, also Bubba Hotep, which is kind of interesting. And John Dies Then, which I think, Yes. Don't you like that movie quite a bit? I do. I actually rewatched it very recently, like a, a couple weeks ago. Uh, Sylvia Jeffries plays Misty Dawn, who's Big Lou's favorite girl. <laughs> uh, she's in Piranha 3 Double D uh, and 3 from Hell. 3 is a good uh, number uh, for her, yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt Bush plays Wolfie, the awkward kid with no game. Uh, he hooks up with a hot goth chick, and the best he can do is kind of awkwardly say, I got to go piss, and then he gets slammed up against a tree. Dumbass. So, Noah said, by the way, her costume was a good costume for a girl to do for Halloween. Oh, being uh, the... Uh, the uh, Transylvania transvestite? Yeah, Dr. Frankenfurter or whatever, yeah. I, I've got that in the notes, or in the notes too, the quote. I love what she says back and forth between her and Wolfie about is she packing or not downstairs. I've yeah. got that in there. Uh, uh, he was also in Prana 3 D. Uh, Angela Trimber plays Harley David, the one I was talking about, the goth bad girl. Uh, she she likes to get freaky, and she's not above golden showers, according Ugh. to her own what she says. We will see her again here soon, because she does play the uh, dumb hot chick in The Final Girls. Oh, boy. Because uh, I knew I saw her from somewhere whenever I first saw her pop up in the movie. Uh, Greg Travis plays Deputy Andy Neal, Annie's shitty police protection. Uh, Brie Grant plays Maya Rockwell, Laurie's new friend and co-worker. Um, she's actually a director of a bunch of horror movies. Wow. Uh, but uh, also she's the star. Uh, she's in the the stylist after Midnight Ago story and heroes. She was in 17 episodes of that. Uh, Daniel Harris back as Annie Brackett. Uh, Laurie's former uh, BFF. I say former. She's still friends, but they've had, and I like that aspect of the movie too, because 
the fact that Laurie has gone down this dark path and that uh, and Annie's went through the same shit, kinda. But like, you know, Laurie acts like she doesn't know what she's talking about. I could see how that would cause a friction between the two of them. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like, you don't know what I'm going through. It's like, bitch, I just nearly died. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Yeah. Um, she's also Sheriff Brackett's daughter, that whole scene at the end. I mean, with him, way better than the scene in Halloween 2, like the original Halloween 2. Like, seeing Brad Dorf, like, when he sees his daughter, like, oh, my God. Oh, just his yeah. Eyes, his eyes sell the whole thing, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, she's, of course... You know, Jamie Lloyd in Halloween 4 and Halloween 5. Uh, she was in Natty Knox, like I said. Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, Urban Legend, Dr. Gift, Hatchet 2 and 3, Victor Crowley. She's a voice in Night of the Living Dead, Darkest Dawn. She's voice of Barbara in that. Wow. Uh, she was in Stakeland and, of course, Halloween 2007 and an episode of Erie, Indiana, Damn. which was a pretty cool show. I'm glad she did good for herself because she, in 4 and 5, uh, she was those movies, basically. Oh, uh, she was. Uh, Sean Whalen plays Bex, the Good Samaritan driver at the wrong place, wrong time. You remember one. him as you remember him as Roach from the People Under the Stairs. I remember Have you Roach. Ever seen that movie? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was also on Twister, uh, a little independent movie recently called Headless Horseman, Three from Hell, Hatchet Three, Waterworld, and uh, Batman Returns. Uh, Malcolm McDowell pretty big name uh he's stepping in the role of dr samuel loomis in these two movies uh and this one he's a fame-seeking whore and like he really is despicable yeah. uh he was in clockwork orange uh did a voice on castlevania the cartoon that's on netflix uh it was in episodes of community uh he was in 31 he was in the 2012 silent night remake uh he was in silent hill revelation class of 99 and then cat people so he's got some horror bona fides synopsis and i don't think i made this funny at all just because this movie ain't funny it, it, <laughs> it ain't like it's it's very dark it gets like, real he serious picks up the night after 2007 halloween film uh showing how michael's body was lost en route to the morgue we then skip ahead one year and see the aftermath of his rampage Lori is suffering from ptsd and terrible nightmares sheriff Brackett and his daughter annie are doing the, their best to take care of Lori while also tending to their own wounds and trauma. And Dr. Loomis has left his new, uh, has let his newfound fame go to his head, writing a tell-all book that throws everyone under the proverbial bus. Has Deborah Myers really returned from the dead to order her wayward son to reunite the family? And why does it require the taking of lives to accomplish? Michael is a giant hermit with mommy issues. Laurie is cracking and seemingly suffering her brother's demented delusions. And Dr. Loomis is pissing everyone off. Yep. I mean, in a nutshell, can you refresh me? What happened with um, with Brackett and his daughter? What trauma are they trying to get over from the first film? Uh, she was cut up really bad, and like he was the and the, he, you know, and the fact that he nearly lost his daughter yes. in the first movie. Okay, so she was the one at the bottom of the stairs that was found naked and half alive. Yes. 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 Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I was confusing. Look at when they're covered in blood, I start getting them all mixed up. So uh, basically, you talking about covered in blood. I don't know if it's in the theatrical, but the blood in the scene in this movie after he gets through with her, it's everywhere it, in, it's in the film everywhere. I watch. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. And uh, yeah, I mean, he basically finds her in the same condition again, only way more blood, and she ain't alive. She's bled out because she dies in Lori's arms, which mm -hmm. is even worse because Lori, 
Like, I mean, like it, it she, she's, she's kind of been shitty to Annie the entire yes. movie. And so when she loses her, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, uh, Scout Taylor Tom, Compton does a really good job selling that scene too, yeah. by the way. Uh, body count is 20. So not too far behind your, your Halloween kills. So pretty close 25, not counted. Uh, coroner Alan hooks has his head destroyed in a car crash with a cow. Yeah. And that's a really gross scene. Yeah. The, the effects in this movie are, are out there. I mean, they're good. Uh, coroner Gary Scott is decapitated with glass from the car crash. Nurse Octavia Daniels is stabbed at least 11 times in the back with a knife. Unnamed nurse has her eyes gouged out and her head bashed in. That's the one that we're talking about. It's on the stairwell. Yes. Buddy is hacked in the back with a fire axe. Floyd is impaled on deer antlers. Love it. That's a cool scene. Uh, Sherman Benny has his eyes slit and stabbed five times. Um, that, like, the, the him getting his eyes cut is pretty, yeah. pretty gross. Uh, Jasmine Benny is stabbed five times in the chest with a knife. Uh, Howard Boggs has choke slammed and has his skull crushed after five stomps. That is a gross yes, thing. I loved it. Uh, Lou Martini has his arm broken, head smashed against the wall. Yeah, his uh, walking around with his broken arm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Misty Dawn, you talk that whenever you was talking about wall bashing, I was like, I had to laugh because this is the epitome of it. Yeah, her head is bashed against the glass wall eleven times. Yep. Uh, Wolfie is stabbed in the back while peeing. Uh, Harley David is strangled uh, after she requests a golden shower. Uh, Deputy Andy Neal has his neck snapped. Maya Rockwell is stabbed four times in the chest with a knife. Annie Brackett dies from wounds sustained by uh, vicious multiple knife attacks. Uh, The Good Samaritan driver is thrown through his own windshield. Samuel Loomis is stabbed in the gut, and at least in the version I watched, he has his head slash several yes. times, I think, in the other one. Uh, I like it better than this one. He literally is standing there in front of Michael, and he just gets a big stab right in the gut, lifted off the ground, and then drops, you know. I'm uh, thinking that I saw that, but I'm not 100. And then Michael Myers is shot two times, impaled on farm equipment, stabbed 10 times, shot to death by the police officers in the unrated cut, which I watched. And then in the unrated cut, Laurie Strode, is shot to death by the police at the end of the movie wow. because she picks up the knife and she goes to use it on Loomis and they shoot her. And then Brackett has told them to stand down. Somebody didn't listen and they get a couple shots off and kill Laurie. And that's how the movie ends. Wait, she went to use it on Loomis, but Loomis yes. already died in the. He, he stabbed at that point and she's going to cut him. She's oh. going to stab him because she snapped at that point. Okay. Um, and then, uh, even though Brackett has told him to stand down, somebody shoots her anyways. And then we have the scene of her, uh, and I'm assuming this is to represent her dying. She's in this long white hallway and she oh. sees Deborah. She says Deborah appear uh, with a horse and that's how it ends. Yeah. You know? I saw so, that part. Uh, non-counted deaths. There's the cow that was run over, Ugh. uh, very nasty looking scene with the cow. Alice Martin has her arms and legs slashed, and then she stabbed three times uh, in the throat with a knife, but that's a deleted scene. It does, it's not in the movie uh, or in the unrated one. Ivan the dog, mm-hmm. which belonged, which who belonged to uh, Floyd and the rest of the yeah. Bennies, he substitutes for the dog that was in 
the first movie that went yeah. to the Myers house because not only is he killed off screen, but you see in the unrated cut, especially you see Michael's cut in or Michael Meyer cut into his body and then pull his heart out and eat the heart. Uh, Ned Atkins has his throat slit uh, in the deleted scene. And then uh, Specs has his, his fate unknown. He was possibly killed by Michael. Quotes, Laurie Strode yelling outside her house drunk. Hey, world, guess what? I'm Michael Myers' sister. I'm so fucked. Ugh, I thought that was so dumb. <laughs> uh, Well, she's drunk, so I mean, but like, I, I like it just because, I mean, like, she, because that news is out there, she's, yeah. ne- I mean, even if she wanted a normal life, she's never going to have it. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mark to Michael, are you a giant? Can we be friends? Yeah, I liked that. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, cracked me up. Uh, Wolfie, what are you supposed to be, a sexy vampire? And then Harley, I'm a chick who's dressed as up as a dude who wants to be a chick. Uh, Wolfie, but you're a chick, though, right? And then Harley's like, why don't you put your hands down my pants and find out, Wolfman? <laughs> and then Wolfie says, at this point, I don't really care, but seriously, you have a vagina. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wolfie, after making out with Harley, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Give me one second. And Harley's like, where the fuck are you going? And then Wolfie's like, I got to take a piss. I've been having the pee since I got here. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. And Harley David said, so who says I wasn't in the water sports? Yeah. A little golden shower. And then Wolfie's like, that's gross. You're tripping. Uh, and then Weird Al Yankovic, who's also in this movie. Uh, I'm a little confused. Are we talking about Austin Powers, Mike Myers, or is this someone else? Which is weird because like- I don't understand the timeline in this film. I think it's supposed to take place like now, basically. I like, guess it, so, but it seemed very. I think he grew, uh, him as a child was in the 80s, and then it's supposed to be like, you know, you jump ahead or something like that, or close to it, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe the 90s, maybe the 90s, but it's yeah. like somewhere in that range, okay. you know. Uh, Deborah Myers, we're, we're done waiting. Only a river of blood can bring us back together. It's up to you. It's always been up to you, Michael. And then Dr. Samuel Loomis, I'm selling the sizzle, not the steak. That was the dumbest. Because he's, <laughs> he's a scumbag. Yeah. Um, also, there was a quote that said, um, it, it was it was basically, um, what's her name? Um, Deborah Myers letting Michael Myers know, I'm in your fucking head. Because she told him straight up, I was never here. You already know that, Michael. I don't know that it was in the version I watched, to be perfectly honest okay. with you. Um, which basically indicates that she's basically a figment of his ma- imagination. And why wouldn't she be? Yeah, I don't think they show that in this version, and, I, and I'll tell you why in a little bit. But okay. I don't think, I don't, if it's in there, it's it, it's such a blink and you miss it type thing that I just maybe just glanced over it. Uh, visuals. I, this movie, there's several things that Rob Zombie does in this movie that I like. Like I said, I like the scenes where it's she's talking to him. She's in the white gown. Young Michael's standing in his place, taking the orders as he's standing there, just kind of like stoically. Like it's like he's outside of his own body at yes. that point. I like that. I like that. The scene where she, it, there's several shots that he does that are very artistic. Like there's this one scene where it shows like the shack that Michael's been living in. And then it's a moonlit night and you see just Rob, you know, you see Sherry Moon Zombie, like in that white gown, like a ghost, like gliding through the field, like going toward the shack or whatever. It's just like, it's got that lady in white, like the ghostly, you know, thing going on. Um, 
the scene where like some of the the nightmare scenes that he has like the it reminds me of like rob zombie's music videos i mean which could be bad for some people but he's very artistic when it comes to like the designs for the creatures in those scenes or whatever and i don't know if that's in the version you saw but it's like he's got like one scene where it looks like these uh, halloween goblins are like all at a table and then like uh laurie dreams that she's there and like she's uh, and then she's on, and then she sees herself on the table and then Michael's hands are reaching up to grab her or something from below. Like there's one scene in the movie like that. Do you remember that scene at all? Yeah, or? but I thought there was multiple hands reaching up. Was this there, while... there, there, there was, there was multiple. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yes, I, I did see that. Um, uh, the scene at the, uh, another Rob Zombie thing, but the, the Halloween party has a lot of like creatures and stuff that like, you know, look like Rob Zombie you know, type creatures that he would have in his music videos, uh, especially like the big pumpkin headed creature that's outside. Um, I don't remember the pumpkin headed creature, but that might've been on yours. Uh, yeah, it's just like outside. It's just like this big, it's like a statue or like, you know, that kind of moves or whatever outside. Uh, uh, like I, I love the way that he shoots the scenes with, with bracket and that, you know, whenever he's like, um, I love the scenes. Like I said, that snowy scene at the beginning and he's like, you know, between the way that he filmed it back and forth between, uh, you know, Sherry Moon zombie and the, and the new kid that's playing Michael. Um, the scene that's beginning the movie. Now that I'm thinking about it, just her walking down that, that street, the rain coming down. She's got that just like, you know, 50 yard stare look in her eyes and then Brackett pulls up behind her and he's like yes. running up and he's like, Laurie, Laurie, yeah. you know, and like he's trying to just the way that she looks walking up that. There's a lot of stuff that he does in this movie like that. And I yeah. think he's visually he's he done a, both these movies, actually. But like this one, he went because he didn't give a fuck at, the, at this point. He's like this last one I'm going to make. I'm going to do what I want to do. I think he 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 attempted more things visually in this movie than he did in the first one. I'm amazed that as a character bracket, it was doing so much for Lori, um, because she's kind of the reason his daughter won. Before she dies, she's the reason he that her daughter got slashed. Uh, she is, but I think he he knows it's not her fault. Yeah, you know. But and he and, and and she doesn't have any parents, remember? In this yeah. version, no, Michael I know. kills everybody. Yes, I'm she, aware. Well, and the mom, you know, killed herself and everything, and then he kills her fucking foster parents, which... Well, that's what I'm talking about, the foster parents. Yeah. Like he, and unlike in the original, where the dad just fucks off and you never see him again, like, you know, the OG 78 version in this one, like, Michael comes in and he kills all the strobes, like, every single one of them, you yeah. know? Um... I know the visuals for the white horse, you know, I, I get it. And, and they are kind of dumb and, and Rob Zombie's reason for using that isn't the best. He just wanted a visual, something to look visually cool to kind of represent like Michael's rage and like, you know, like his essence, but uh, you know, whatever he, he tried something, I'll give him credit for that. Yeah. I mean, look at, I'm not going to lie. I thought at first the white horse, that shit was cool. It was the fifth or sixth or seventh time of seeing the same shit over and over that it was like, we fucking get it. They see the white horse. The white horse is carrying you to your fucking madness. I don't know. 
it was so cool the first time or two, and then it just became so repetitive. It's, it's the same thing as Evil Dies Tonight. It yes, literally is. It it's is. Like it, it works the same way. It's overused. I, yeah, yeah, 100%. And I'll tell you what. The White Horse and Sherry Moon Zombie are what fucking took me out of this movie. Like I said, first time or two, maybe even three times, especially for Sherry Moon, because it did make sense when little Michael was there. But having her there nonstop, I was fucking over it. I was like, dude, we get it. You want your wife in the fucking movie. Well, there's that. But I think, but to me, I do like, and I mean, I don't know, it's just, because, like I said, I, it was a little bit different. It, it didn't follow the same pattern as some of the rest mm-hmm. of them. I like the fact that it was like he was working in the that that Michael is so, I mean, the only person, the only two people in his life that Michael cared about was his mother and his baby sister. Yes. And, uh, you know, he's in and, and, and his twisted mind after his mother killed herself, because that's what happens in the first movie, in his twisted mind, his mother... Uh, you know, basically was, you know, came, would come to him and, and tell him that he, you know, that he needed to uh, uh, basically bring the family together and, and that sort of thing. So it, it would make sense to me that she would be the one to appear because she's oh, the yeah. only like authority figure that he ever had that he cared about, you know? Yeah. It was just the scene started getting a bit much. I, I guess it worked in one scene that it was Lori's dream. Like I get that. That was, that was kind of cool. And then I do understand Lori seeing her. Like, that makes sense to me because of the family dynamic. This is why I like the family dynamic. They all have something in them maybe that makes them a little crazy or something. It's in their their blood. Blood in the the body. uh, Body in the blood. Um, I'll tell you the reason why I didn't pick 2007. And this is the reason because I knew I said I would tell you. Mm -hmm. I don't like the – it's fine. It's fine. But – the redneck stuff at the beginning of that movie before Michael gets it, it grates on me so bad because it's like, okay, you know, uh, zombie, I've seen this in, you know, house of a thousand corpses. I've seen this in devil's rejects. I've seen this in 31. I've seen this in every fucking movie you've done. It's, this doesn't, you, uh, this doesn't fit what you're trying to do. And the reason I like this movie better is that it removes that redneckish angle yeah. at, from from the movie. It's like it focuses just on like you know the 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 main principal characters Annie, uh, Sheriff Brackett, uh, Loomis, and and Michael and Laurie. I mean, like it, it focuses more on them, and you don't have. I mean, you have some of the redneckish characters in the periphery, but they're not like. I mean. You were so long with those characters in that first movie. Like I was like, okay, uh, the scummy like boyfriend of Sherry Moon Zombie. Like he he was he grates on me so bad. Like I mean, and maybe it's because I've seen that type character, or maybe it's a little stereotypical. But I when I watch that movie, that that knocks that movie down so much for me. And it really is just a alternate take, although I do like it of the first movie. Like it really, I mean, it doesn't really do anything dramatically different than the first movie. In terms of the first, you know, Rob Zombie Halloween, which was 2007. um, I will say this, that was the second Rob Zombie film I had ever seen. And prior to that, the first film was the Munsters. 
not seen any Rob Zombie films. So I can't compare, which I'm not going to dis, you know, I'm not going to take away the fact that I could totally see the redneckness bothering you, especially because you've seen it in every other film. I think that's the only reason it didn't bother me. And it also gave me, it made it make sense why Michael was so fucked up. I mean, you got a, not even a stepdad. You have a mom's boyfriend that is a no good for nothing loser, uh, flirting with the fucking daughter. That's that was fucking disgusting. That, that was gross, and she wouldn't really turn him down either. Not really. Yeah, I mean, mistreating um, the the mom that who he adores, mistreating the baby who adores, if not as much as his mom, even more. You know. And those are the kind of fucked up lives you hear about. I mean, it's like hearing, you know, a a gang member and how they grew up, you know, and how fucked up their lives are. And it's like, you could get away from this. And it's like, nope, I choose the badness, you know? And I don't hate that part of it. It's just that just the care, there's certain, he takes it to such a degree that it almost becomes comical. And that's what takes me out of the movie. Yeah. I also think it builds a stronger case for Sherry Moon though, because she's so fucking redneck hillbilly, but in an instant, she's a mom more than anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and those scenes, I'll say this, those scenes in that first movie where she's like, you know, where she sees him and she's like, you know, uh, uh, right before he's going out for Halloween and she's like making sure that, you know, he's, that she's giving him her attention and that she's focusing on him. They, they, there's real motherly thing oh, that comes yeah. through in those things. I mean, even in the scene where she's watching movies of them when, you know, he was little and everything and then she shoots herself like that was some powerful shit. Yeah, it's, I mean, and, and I don't have anything against that. It's just between Brad Dorff's like, I mean, being more in this movie and the fact that he is so good in this, mm-hmm. uh, the different take on Loomis where Loomis isn't like the, cause he still is the savior in the first movie. He's, he's not as good of one as Donald Pleasant's version, but he's still the savior in the first movie. The fact they went the other route with him in this one and made him a scumbag, uh, kind of, I mean, but not the same kind of the scum, the, I don't like the doctor in 2018. The, the one that took over for Loomis. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, his motivation is in that movie, he wants to, he wants to get what really, you know, makes Michael tick. So he like it even tries to kill, you know, uh, Lee Hawkins in that movie. I, the Loomis in this one, I actually, I mean, given the fact we got that one doctor on the one end and we got Loomis on the other, I like the fact that he's somewhere in the middle. He's not, he, at the end, he just try to go and, and try to redeem himself and, and dies in the process. But at, throughout most of the movie, he's all about just selling the book and trying to, you know, yeah. uh, get, get famous and all that. So I like that angle in this one a little bit better than the, the 2007 one. It's a good angle. And actually I'm surprised that didn't throw me off. Cause Loomis was getting on my goddamn nerves, but not more, any more than Pooh Bear Loomis. Um, but like I said, the Sherry Moon zombie one too many times that threw me off. The only, the only thing I can honestly say that I really liked about this film was Brad Dorff. He, to me was the film. He does make the film and he was the one that just made me decide. I was like, okay, I, I, I want to pick this just because if nothing, I liked several things about the movie, but like he was the one thing that set me, you know, to that, you know, side. And I'm just like, okay, I, I, I wavered between two other films and I'll get to them here in a minute. But like this one was that he, he just tipped it over. I was like, when I saw him with Annie, I'm like, I have to give this man credit for this scene. If nothing else. You yeah. Know? Uh, story. Um, 
it's whatever you want to i mean I, I could see the argument the visually though i've already argued my points on that story it's it's not the, to me it's not that i mean i like what he tried to do with it he and 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 here's the thing he had if the studio hadn't fucked him over and pushed back the movie by month saying he had to wrap it up quicker than he was going to and he had to tear out most of his script that he had already written yeah he was going to make it to where it was all in Laurie's head that she oh, saw Michael the entire time. And you know time. what? I would have absolutely loved that more than what we did. In fact, Noah said it over. Is it her? Is it her? Is she the one? And I was like, I that's, really can't that's, tell. That's why she was able to see Deborah. That's why she was able to see the same yes. nightmares that Michael was having is because in his ultimate version of this movie, she was the killer the entire time. Yeah. I would have, I would have, uh, I don't know that it still would have been my pick of film. But it would have been high up there. A lot higher than where it is now. I did not like this film. And a lot of people don't upon first viewing. So yeah. I can understand and that. It, I, this was my first time watching it too. So, And I will say this. I I hated it in the theater. I t- I've already said this, yeah. but I did. I hated the fuck out of this movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I just did. I, I got out of it and I was like, what the fuck was that? What was the deal with the white horse? Why the fuck? The, what, what did I even see? You know, um, and but going back and watching the unrated director's cut of it, it filled in some things, and I and I appreciate it for what it actually tried to do, even if it didn't quite, you know, grab them or whatever. In a lot of cases, yeah. Uh, acting, Brad Dorf, like I mean, oh if my that, god, like you you can I mean, uh, Daniel Harris is great in this movie. Yes. Like I like how she portrays Annie. Uh, Scout Taylor Compton is good, is great in both of them, mm-hmm. like as far as what she does. Uh, and then, um, a lot of the characters, a lot of the side characters, a little goofy, a little Rob Zombie ish, but I mean, you know, they they add to the they're memorable. I'll give them that if nothing else. Like, yeah. they're, there's not they're not just like uh, Friday Part Seven where I couldn't, or the nurses in Halloween 2. I couldn't name, you know, I can name these characters because they 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 did stand out every single one of them. Um, I did like Michael Myers' nomadic lifestyle, too. Like, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, the actor doesn't have to do much acting, but holy fuck can he walk Michael Myers like a motherfucker. And it's so funny because people recognize him simply because she's one old lady said, oh, you walk like Michael Myers. Oh, yeah. I, I Visually, I, I think that Tyler Maine just, I mean, he's awesome in this movie. He really is as far as Michael goes. Uh, he doesn't have the mask on the entire time, and some people hate that. But I think that considering this is a more personable, human, humanized Michael, that makes more sense to me. Yeah. I can forgive it in this. Uh, unlike H2O, which had the eyes and all that peeking through, and it shouldn't have because it's supposed to be the same Michael from the OG when it, whatever, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I don't like H2O, and I told you that as a spoiler, but I... I thought it was okay at best whenever I saw it in the theater back in the 1998 when I saw it. Yeah. Upon rewatching it, I think it's pretty pretty subpar. I think I it's terrible. The yeah. storyline is holy fuck. <laughs> the the acting, the writing for the kids. The kids are so fucking useless in this film. Um, oh, they, they do nothing but run around and get killed. I mean, yeah. Uh, the, I've heard it called Halloween. Uh, uh, scream edition and that's basically what it tried to be oh god and it did a horrible job at that too yeah uh uh even jamie lee curtis is is terribly used in h2o like she's yeah. awful in that movie 
I mean, she's a little bit more like she's a little more the Lori Strode we're looking for. Um, she wants to live, but yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't buying what they were selling. I, I, but I was, I was when I watched it, I was like, "Holy shit, is this aged terribly for me?" Like, I, and I will say this: at least uh, I made it through the entirety of H two O. I could not make it more than twenty minutes into Resurrection. Well, you're lucky you didn't try watching any more than that. And I, to be honest, I've not tried watching it all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck that. I'm not, this movie ain't worth shit. And no, I feel bad not. because I hear that Buster Rhymes is actually a really good actor. Uh, he ain't that, so. Yeah. Uh, and then music. Rob Zombie is pretty good at picking music for his movies in both 2007. Whatever you want to say about 2009, it's got some good music in it. Like, and I mean... The uh, the only oh, one that's a little, yeah. the only one that's a little bit weird is the love hurts. I thought that was cool when she was stripping. Well, and, and I like it better than this one because it's played as at the very end in that white room as oh, Laura yeah. is dying. Uh, the love hurts as she's got that evil like yeah. Michael look on her face. Is she Perfect. dying or is she just also seeing things in her head like Michael saw? Well, that's debated. I to me in the unrated, she clearly gets shot and it looks like she's dying. But I mean, there could have been an argument. Oh, the other okay. Way yeah, to me, in the, what I saw, she she didn't appear to be dying. Oh yeah. So, uh, but consequently, that was the outro I was going to send you. Was the love hurts because it's the one song that connects the two Rob Zombie movies yeah. quite a bit. So. Uh, Trivia. John Carpenter was offered a cameo in the film by Rob Zombie, but he turned it down. Uh, first Halloween movie to include Michael clearly walking around without his mask on. Yes. Which I, which I do like. Uh, due to his miserable experience working with the Weinsteins on these Halloween films, Rob Zombie has disowned them, especially this one in particular, which, according to him, had the worst studio interference. There was a four-hour uh, documentary about the, at least the first one, but I started to listen to the director's cut of this, and oh my God, it, you can hear the passive aggressive hatred that Rob Zombie has when he's doing the review for this. Damn. And it's not it's not for the film; it's for everything around it because he's got that scene where they're wheeling in uh, Laurie to the hospital, and he's like, "This right here is the first of our many fucking problems we had on this movie." That's how he starts the doc- yeah. the, the the commentary. I'm like, okay, okay, it's the. He's going to be in a, you know, a mood in this one. Uh, Dag Fark, uh, <laughs> wild, wild name, uh, filmed scenes reprising his role of young Michael Myers, but was replaced in the scenes reshot after it became apparent that he had noticeably grown up since the last installment and no longer looked the same age. That sucks. I, I like the kid better in this one, though. I really do. Yeah. Like, um. When Rob Zombie had to have a few days' worth of footage shipped off for uh, developing at the start of production, the film canisters were accidentally <laughs> x-rayed by airport security, ruining the film reels and forcing several days' worth of reshoots that he really didn't have time to even do. Oh, fuck. Those dumb motherfuckers. Uh, production for the film was very troubled. Uh, Rob Zombie frequently clashed with the Weinsteins, who were difficult to work with. One egregious interference was when the... Two weeks of shooting was slashed from the schedule on the first day of filming, forcing Rob Zombie to tear out pages of the script that he would not be able to film otherwise. That sucks. Uh, Malcolm McDowell quotes Alex DeLarge, the character he played in Clockwork Orange, during the press conference when he says, let's get things nice and sparkling clear. You know, and he says it in that very yeah. you know hateful tone to him. 
Uh, Rob Zombie originally stated that he would never do a sequel to Halloween 2007 until the studio decided to make it. Then he signed on to write and direct because he didn't want someone else to ruin his vision of the movies, which is respectable, but the studio still ruined his vision in a roundabout way. Yeah. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic's only condition to appear in the film was that he got to pick his own clothes. <laughs> Which clearly shows. <laughs> yeah, they're very wild and out there just like he is. Uh, first Rob Zombie movie not to feature zombie regular Sid Haig, Bill Mosley, and Ta- Tom Tales. Sid Haig is the uh, cemetery caretaker in the first movie, though. So okay. he's, in, he's in 2007. Uh, the decision to give Laurie the name Angel as a real name was meant to emphasize her as an extreme opposite to Michael. Mm, it didn't work. Uh, Laurie Strode's birth name in the original films was Cynthia Myers b- before she became Laurie Strode. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn Williams cameos in the films as Dr. Maple, one of the surgeons mending Laura's injuries in the operating room. She is obviously the woman who played the final girl stretch in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Uh, Rob Zombie is a fan of the franchise and asked her to appear in this film. Uh, the characterization of Dr. Loomis as a greedy, unlikable egotist was Malcolm McDowell's idea. He told Rob Zombie he didn't want to give the same performance as he did in the first film, which is, it, it works. I, I kind of like that it's different. Uh, while writing with Sam Loomis for the sequel, uh, Rob Zombie based his egotistical and self-absorbed personality on Dr. Phil. Oh, Phil. dirty. Uh, Rob Zombie was not comfortable shooting the first Halloween in a 239-1 aspect ratio as he was used to the flat 185-1 frame that had accompanied his previous films. For this film, he chose to shoot the entire picture in 16mm rather than traditional 35, and he returned to his preferred 185-1 aspect ratio. It does have a very different look than the first movie because of that. Uh, Tyler Maine is only the second actor to play Michael Myers twice. George P. Wilbur previously played Michael in Halloween 4 and, and the Halloween 5. And uh, Maine, or actually Halloween 6, I guess is what he was in. And then Maine is the first actor to portray Myers uh, two movies in a row before uh, Jude Courtney uh, did it in the new ones. Uh, in addition to the studio interference that compromised production, Rob Zombie also strongly suspected that the crew members were actually stealing money from the film's production budget. Oh, shit. Uh, character actor Richard Brake garnered the role as the coroner's assistant, Gary Scott, based upon a personal recommendation of Rob Zombie from Sid Haig. Uh, this led to uh, Brake being cast as Doomhead in Zombies 31 and as Winslow for- Foxworth Coltrane in Three from Hell. Uh, the film was originally scheduled to be appropriately uh, released on Halloween of 2009 to capitalize on the holiday, uh, but before the film was uh, abruptly uh, pushed forward two months ahead of time in August for the theatrical release, this compromised post-production schedule as it sliced a few weeks out of the editor's schedule, not giving them enough time to edit the film properly. So not only he had he had the actual filming rushed, but he had the production rushed on the back end, so they fucked him all the way around on this movie. Yeah. At around one hour and five minutes, when Laurie and her friends arrive at the concert, the band is playing a song called Terror Train. Terror Train, 1980, is the name of the horror movie starring Jamie Lee Curtis, the original Laurie Strode. Uh, Bill Mosley was actually scheduled to appear in the film as a bouncer at the strip club, club, but he he could only work for a day. The studio interference caused him to quit the shoot and leave. This forward Rob Zombie to uh, forced him to uh, scramble to hire a replacement actor quickly. Uh, even though there was no time to hold auditions for the recast, Jeff Daniel Phillips ultimately had to fill in the role, even though he was already playing uh, Dr. Seymour Coffins later in the film. <laughs> they just like, well, nah, whatever, we'll 
play yeah. two different characters. Make it work. <clears throat> As the shooting location for this film was moved to Georgia, in contrast to the first film being shot in California, Rob Zombie and his crew had to work around shooting the film in gloomy and humid weather, which was very unpredictable. <clears throat> The script had to be constantly altered to accommodate sudden rainstorms, sometimes forcing reshoots to be indoors. Uh, the hospital scene, for example, where Laurie makes it out to a rain-soaked parking lot was not scripted, and the rain wasn't stage rain. It was real. Uh, whether intentional or not, Margot Kidder plays Barbara Collier, uh, which has a very similar name to her character Barb in Black Christmas. Uh, Rob Zombie has stated the original Black Christmas is one of his favorite horror films. Ah, yes. Uh, Lacey Chabay, or Chabert, however she says her name, has a small role in the film as Alice Martin, a character who appeared in the original Halloween 2, but her scenes end up being uh, on the cutting floor whenever everything was said and done. So, uh, in neither this film nor its uh, predecessor do we ever see Michael Myers driving a car. Rob Zombie omitted this element because he found the idea of Michael being able to drive silly and far-fetched. I agree. Yes. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But Michael uh, does drive in the original films uh, as a mean of escaping the institution, as we've already said. Uh, although the film opens with an explanation for the meaning of Michael's toy white horse and it frequently appears alongside his mother, and its hallucinations, Rob Zombie has said it doesn't really have any deeper meaning than what is already established in the film um, to counter many of the fan theories to try and explain why it's in there. Uh, he picked a white horse uh, as being more simp uh, cinematic and that it really could have been anything else, including a fire truck engine or whatever. Okay. I th uh, it's just supposed to represent his lost innocence. Okay. Pretty much. Uh, the word fuck and its derivatives are used 112 times in this movie. <laughs> Rob Zombie. Yep. Uh, during the Halloween party, Laurie is dressed as Magenta from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. This role was played by Patricia Quinn, who was also in another Rob Zombie movie, The Lords of Salem. Um, Betsy Rue, who plays Jasmine, was actually given the role during a reshoot as a favor from Rob Zombie to Rue. Originally for Halloween 2007, she was cast in the role of Linda Vanderclock, but had to drop out of the film due to her scheduling conflicts, wow. and she was recast by Christina Klebe, uh, or Klebe. Uh The Moody Blues song, Nights in White Satin, that can be heard in the hospital scenes may refer to a vision Michael Myers has oh. of his mother dressed in white on the night that he escapes from the coroner's truck. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Uh, Death Holler Awards. Uh, Laurie Strode in this version, I kind of dig it i mean because she's fucking crazy like she should be she's got the tendency to go evil just like michael does and it's hinted heavily that she's going that direction uh i just i, I like the fact that he played up this you know i mean she was she was the regular final girl the traditional final girl in the first movie and this one she's a very damaged person and because of all the stuff she went through it's because she's related to michael uh, what do you think about Michael in this one, <clears throat> the big uh, homeless hermit that he is in this one? Um, well, I liked him better in the first one, um, <clears throat> but I do respect how they made him kind of a nomad in this. Yeah, and yeah. he, he kind of has to. He has to go into hiding and shit. Um, and it makes sense that he would have to eat animals in hiding. He, yeah, you know, he goes after the dog. Probably ate people too, uh, which is that's his choice. So yeah, um, I really, I really like this character as Michael Myers, though. He's fucking, he's a beast. I, 
I think his kills in this movie are just so sick. Like, I mean, they're so good. Like yeah. the way that he, you know, goes about them too. I mean, very vicious. Yeah. Uh, best kill, Coroner Gary Scott, the glass decapitation, and uh, and also because he's a sick fuck that wanted to fuck a dead body, uh, and underage at that. Yes. And Floyd hung on the antlers that he used as hood ornaments, which was very appropriate. Yeah, you know? I like the hood ornament one for sure. <clears throat> it's not really shown on screen, but the way that Annie dies is very graphic and very it sticks with you quite a bit yeah. because of all the blood that they yeah. put around her. Uh, best scream is Laurie Strode. It's it's pretty good. It's not the best scream ever in all, all the movies we've seen, but it's good. Uh, best boobs, the dancers at the Halloween shit dig. I don't know if they're in the version that you saw, but every dancer that was on that stage had, uh, I mean, they, they, they looked like they were fake because they were way too perky, but goddamn, like they were all big. They was all, the nipples pointing straight out. Like they, they were stacked, yeah. every single one of them. Rob Zombie uh, picks the best ones, honestly. Yeah, yeah, he knew what he was doing. Uh, and then the best side character, Sheriff Brackett. I mean, my God, he made the fucking movie, so he oh, has to yeah. get it. Brad, Brad Dorf is so good in this. Uh, Franklin Ward, Dr. Loomis, fuck that guy, fucking asshole. Uh, how annoying is the Doom Prophet? Uh, nobody really is knows that Michael's even alive. Everybody's claiming he's dead until he shows back up. Yeah. This so there's really not a Doom Prophet in this particular one. Mm-mm. Uh, dumbest moment i can't really think of one in this i mean unless you want to say that uh, the fucking white horse which you know fair whatever uh but loomis defying the police and going after michael dan might be but he did it out of the guilt and the need for redemption so yeah that's uh, the it, closest it, i'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, I, I don't know. No, nobody really had any information to go off of. Anybody who was killed in this movie, it came as like last second, like, oh shit, who's this guy behind me? Uh, I'm dead. You know, yeah. like there's no no warning. It was just, he's just there. Uh, here are my runner ups. Well, well, first of all, what are your runners up? Because we never gave you that option on the on, on your segment. So what what did you have as your also ran? Um, so I mean, and it makes sense that we do it now versus. You know, um, so I'm going to say my runner-ups are going to be, <sighs> nope, nope, nope. Uh... Oh, God, he was fat in that movie. The Curse of Michael Myers. Um, so that's a no. Uh, so it's going to be, for me, a Halloween 2018. And okay. Probably, um, it's not five because that one was fucking weird. So four, Halloween four. Same, same exact ones. Okay, that's funny. That's funny uh, that we had two completely like favorite favorites, but our runner ups were identical. And our favorite favorites are the most hated by the community. So we're now, I mean, anybody who listens to this hates our guts because we picked the two worst according to all the fans. Uh, but really? Yeah, runners- when shit like fucking um, Resurrection exists? Uh, well, Resurrection is universally hated. So the, okay. that, one's, uh, that one's struck out as not even being a Halloween movie. They just forget that it even exists. Uh, Halloween kills is so hated because of the the you know the evil dies tonight and some of those stuff in it and this movie it because of the white horse and all that so it's funny that we picked the two most controversial yeah like films otherwise 
But then we end up with Halloween 4 and Halloween 2018, which are uh, pretty much, I think, everybody's picks. Yeah, I mean, because 1 and 2, I think we can say that they were, you liked 1, I was like, okay. 1's just up there as being like, top tier so Two's yeah. even worse three's in a whole different bracket four and five that little girl fucking danielle harris fucking amazing um there's six which i always keep forgetting which one that one is um, uh six is the stupid one with uh you know where where she's like i said been kept in some underground bunker ah, near yes. smith's grove and uh she's got the baby that's an incest baby or it's the child of the guy who ran the uh, insanus or the sanatorium whatever it's gross either way because she's underage yeah and um and then you know michael has got this druidic cult that's like trying to get him it's 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 dumb it's yeah it's fucking dumb. you got h2o you got resurrection i mean h2o at least it's better than resurrection you know, uh, it's better. It's better than that. That's all yeah, you can say about that's it. That's all the best you can give it. Uh, I think that um, Rob Zombie killed it, especially with Halloween. I do not appreciate what he did in Halloween too. Uh, it just wasn't for me, uh, even though the kills were brutal. And I love that Michael Myers. There's no doubt about that. It just wasn't. I wasn't meshing too much with the Sherry Moon Zombie too much. It was just don't ever watch the theatrical version if you ever go back for a rewatch. I'm yeah. just saying, don't do it. Um, Halloween 2018 and Kills, uh, obviously Kills being my favorite. 2018, I loved. Um, ends, I, I don't know if I was just over it. I don't know if I need to give it a rewatch. I was not liking what I was seeing at all. Uh, ends almost became my favorite of the entire last trilogy, but then they fucked it over in the last little yeah. bit by bringing that whole michael and like i said I, I they sacrificed everything they were trying to go for to try to make the fans and it doesn't work at all as a movie it doesn't yeah it, uh i'm gonna say this for halloween four uh danielle harris amazing child actress there's one scene of particular in that movie that almost how brad dorf won this movie for me uh almost got won by four because of one scene in particular the scene where the babysitter who is also her like adopted sister uh, has fell from the roof. Uh, And then of course, like she's been dangling from the roof herself, Daniel Harris's little girl character. And she climbs down that, you know, the, you know, the siding or whatever, uh, the valise or whatever they call it gets down to the bottom and she sees that girl there like unconscious. She goes over and she tries to wake her up. It was so realistic because it's something a little kid was saying. Instead of saying, wake up, oh, she, yeah. says, she says, come alive, come, come alive. alive. I know. Like, that, that's like such a little kid thing to say. Like, it's so, like, that That hit me. I'm like, damn, this is like, you know, she's really playing the part of a little girl. Like, that's not, that doesn't sound like something, you know. Uh, her, uh, Loomis and that is my favorite of all the Loomises. I, I know that he's like Winnie the Pooh and way <laughs> over the top in that one. I love how over the top in that movie he is. Like yeah. when he's talking in that scene to that old time uh, religious guy, that old preacher in that truck when they're on their way back to Haddonfield and they're sitting there sharing a drink and they're just going over how crazy the two of them are. Sold me. I was like, fuck, I love Loomis in this fucking movie. He is so good. Uh, and he's telling the play and he sets the, he sets the mob off, and then the sheriff's like, you think that was a fucking good idea to do? And he's like, well, we got to have somebody sweeping the streets. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, they fucking killed some people that they shouldn't have, but the whole police force gets wiped out in that That's movie. That's true, so who, yeah. Who, who was the smart one in that movie? Exactly. 
um, that ending where they make her the new killer. Oh, yeah. If they, if they would have stuck with that, I mean, chef's kiss. I loved what they did with that. And when they had her pick her costume and she picks a costume almost exactly yeah. like young Michael loved it. And I she loved was everything so cute in that. it. I don't know. She was adorable. So, <clears throat> oh, and, and the, the Michael in that movie is actually, he's, he's pretty ferocious yes. in that movie. Um, and then of course we already talked about Halloween 2018. It's, it's got one of the best stories in the in the entire, and I love that Laurie. She's the best version of her, like period. Yeah. So I mean, it, I if this movie, honestly, I probably picked this movie just because it surprised me so much. The one that I picked, Halloween Two, because I it's one of those movies I hated so bad, and I was like, I'll give it a fucking rewatch. I'll go with the unrated cut because everybody says give it a chance with the unrated cut because the theatrical sucks. And I watched it, and I'm like, God damn, like, I actually care. This movie's actually Yeah, it sounds like, like it has some things that, a little more that I would appreciate. Um, I still don't think it's going to beat kills for me. I don't think it will either. Because I of mean, what I like and because of what I want. And like I said, I would have picked kills. That's the reason I was in with you 100% whenever you said it. Uh, because I felt the same exact way you did upon watching it. It's just a little, the more I think about it, just a little bit of that stuff, like the evil dies tonight, the, and, and honestly, and it shouldn't affect it, but the fact that what he meant with that mob thing kind of pisses me off. It yeah. really does. I mean, so it, I mean, but otherwise I, I can't disagree with your pick because I, I do like kills quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, so Kind of interesting. We ended up with the same runners. Up, yeah. But, uh, our movies were so drastically different. Yeah. And then I'm just like, and like, at least you can, you can agree with my kills, but I'm just like, I, I'll, I know you I'll, I'll try. Yeah. When, when you said, when you said, well, we'll end up the same movie. I'm like, no, the fuck we won't. And there's no <laughs> way in hell that we're going to end up with the same movie. There's. I thought, well, we almost did. We technically kills, not kills 2018 for sure. You know, yeah, I'm surprised I mean, that wasn't Halloween both of our four. Picks. I'm we kind of yeah. messed on that quite a bit. That's so. true. So, yeah, uh, interesting take. Seriously, I like all these movies better than I like part two. I'm throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, part two was not a vibe. <laughs> and I tried to give it. I tried. I was like, I've never liked this movie. Let me see if you know. Like, like I said, I don't hate it. But oh, I, I don't. But I don't. I came but, into it blind, like completely blind. Like I don't remember too at all. Uh, and well, that's the thing. I don't remember it either, but that's because I sleep every time I watch <laughs> the fucking movie. I really do. Like films, I'm not yeah. kidding. Um, but anyways, this was interesting and I'm sure somebody, and there's going to be a lot of people out there saying, what the fuck are wrong with you people is wrong with you people because we picked the most controversial ones of the ones that are not universally hated. So I mean, hey, you're uh, welcome to throw in your comments of how you feel and why you think you like yours or what you thought made your film better than what we think. I mean, we're open I, to it. You know, everyone I, likes different I, things. I guarantee you that Halloween 4, 2018, and Rob Zombie's 2007 are the picks for most, most people. Yeah. I guarantee you that's what they are. I I can't disagree with that. I'd, at least in my opinion, I'm at least I can understand why, you know? Yeah, I mean, and I can't fault them. Like I said, uh, 2007, I didn't really mind that at all when I was watching it, and it sets up 2009. So, I mean, uh, it's got to be included in the conversation. It's just that the the redneck stuff wears on me because I'm just like, 
Rob, you don't have to do this in every fucking movie. I know you grew up around a bunch of rednecks. I did too. Yeah. But like you do something different with these characters slightly. Come on. <sighs> Anyways, what, what are we doing next? We're the final girls. And um, what did we say we was doing with that? I don't even remember. I don't remember. Um, let me see if it's in the notes here. Uh... We still have, if we, I mean, we still have Terrifier to bring into the equation. Because he, he is the new slasher i mean he needs to be covered um and then i'm trying to think i mean we didn't oh, yeah. cover Ur- we didn't cover urban legend i mean if we want to go back and pick that up and house of wax is still out there um even well, though it's kind of like a one-off you know november all we have put down is the terrifier and then for the last episode we have final girl and pay homage to the queen herself She's not feeling so queeny to me. She she became queeny, but uh, that's all we have. We didn't really settle anything. Okay, well we got we can throw some things in there then. So. Yeah, so we'll start maybe with the terrifier and kind of go from there. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, get to watch Art the Clown. Woohoo! And that little. Have you seen Terrifier too? Yeah my uh, my young daughter introduced me to it when she played it for my son and he was so distraught he had to actually take a break and go okay. to the kitchen. That that little clown that he girl that he sees that just shit has the runny diarrhea that yeah. just runs out everywhere. Ugh. That scene, oh my god, that's but, gross. Uh, I've not seen the original All Hallows Eve or whatever that was like the original movie that Art the Clown appeared in. So I'm gonna watch that yeah. and maybe do is as the. Uh, I didn't uh, know that final. was a thing. It, it is, and I don't know if you want to cut if you want to watch it, but I will be watching that for the. Uh, you know, the attack of the bees, because I mean, it, it kind of led into art, you yeah. know, so. Alrighty. All right. Peace be with you. And with your spirit. Uh-huh.